When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check your iPhone, better say it's our time. I don't even need a watch. I don't even see a clock. Soon as I walk in, it feels like me. Welcome, everybody, to the NXT Rundown. I am your fill-in host today, Troy. With me, the voice of NXT, and Jason's here. Yeah, but you really need to stop trying to fill in that, because it's not, not happening tonight. Yeah, I hear you. It is the ODs, the original dicks. We are back. <laughs> and we are ready to talk about some NXT. And, and, and we are in our new home that nobody knows about. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, officially, yesterday was the, the very first episode of ours that got posted directly to our brand new uh, podcasting host, Anchor.fm. Now, uh, so Taught Magic being the first, this one will be the second, but uh, obviously you guys got a couple of the back episodes. You probably have already experienced um, a, a bit of the change, which really wasn't much of a change for our fans. Um, right off the bat, um, it's going to sound pretty pretty much the same, other than the fact that you know we are we are have a pre-recorded outro now instead of us doing like the show plugs that everyone skips anyways. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are hoping pretty soon that we, you'll start hearing some of the, uh, the advertisements that thing, thankfully they're not going to be that long. And like we said, you still have the option of going to patreoncom slash rundown wrestling, joining for just $1 a month more. If you want some more perks, but one other month, I went out today and I bought, um, some vinyl sticker printer paper. Mm-hmm. So I will be printing off some of our new logos, which is part of the sticker pack that uh, the $5 and up tiers get. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for just $1, you can go over to Patreon.com. You can join, and you can get ad-free episodes. Not only are they free of ads, they are free of show plugs at the end. So it is just the episode. Uh, and, of course, you also get early access, because right now you can go over there, and there is an episode of Trail Rumble. There is an episode of uh, me talking about Talking Shopamania 2 <laughs> to you uh, that everybody else that's not a patron doesn't get to hear until later. So you can definitely go over there. Um, 
there will be uh, I already have another trial rumble all recorded and queued up to uh, to come out the first week of February so uh, you can look for that on patreon as well and again you get that a week earlier than the rest of the the listening public gets. Um, am, I, so, am I actually allowed to declare my entry into the Troyal Rumble, or do I have to qualify? Uh, <laughs> I believe that um, you have enough career accomplishments uh, in in the rundown to to be able to declare and not have to to uh, to win a, a you know spot in there. Sweet. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, but John will definitely have to go toe-to-toe with Jeff in order to see who gets the next entry in it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Ginger, as you can hear, is not here. He is uh, on a, on assignment still. Uh, he also is finishing up moving into a new home. But I know that we like to uh, start things off and then actually run on with a little discussion. Um, so, really, the only... The only story I got going on was uh, the maintenance guy came by my office at work today. And uh, after eight months of there being a light above my desk burned out, he figured out that it was burned out and said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to fix that. And I was like, do you have to? I kind of like it dim in here. He's like, well, yeah, I should. So I I had to go and uh, and and go do some inspections on some tools, and I came back, and he replaced every single one of the light bulbs in my office, and now I'm getting a tan just sitting there. <laughs> it is so fucking bright. <laughs> so, so this didn't play out like a porno where he went, I gotta go inspect some tools, and he was like, I got a tool you can inspect. Yeah, I took a, <laughs> uh, I took a, I took a measurement of his dog. Okay. Uh, Inserted a caliper into uh, his pee hole and stretched it out to make to to see just how much you could get in there. And yeah, and then uh, apparently there's a there's also a, a sophisticated calibration machine in my ass. Well, in that case, you know what we're gonna do, Troy. Rate that dick. Uh, well, he's a maintenance guy at a place, so I'm gonna say <laughs> it was it was solid. Okay, there you go. So, Jason, what's been going on in your world? Uh, not a whole hell of a lot. I can, I, I do have a, a sort of a funny little anecdote I can share, I guess. Um, for those of you who listen to Twilight Magic, you know my wife Lisa's over there. And if you want to know why Lisa and I get along so well and have maintained a, a great relationship and a great marriage all these years, um, we're discussing when she's already got her first COVID vaccine shot. Um, so we're discussing... The, the timetable in Massachusetts as to when I will qualify for mine. Yeah. So I was trying to figure it out, and then she's like, "Well, I'll just—I I have the thing at work. I'll just look it up." So she looks it up, and uh, she sends it back to me with the list. And uh, you know, it'll be better if I just read what she sent. If I can find it quickly, hold on. If you're not in America, um, the other big news about the vaccine that came out today was that when Joe Biden went to go look at what the plan was. There was apparently just a uh, colored pencil drawing of a kitty cat that uh, apparently Trump did not have any sort of plan at all. And there, and there, of course, it's like zero fucking vaccines available. So now there's a plan because we have an actual competent president in charge. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find it. It might have been in my email. Oh, it was in my email. Hold on. Now I knew I had it somewhere. I don't know what else to uh, to vamp with. Uh, Other than, yeah, 
it was it was a uh, it was a decent day yesterday. Other than other than my uh, continued dentistry issues, which I, I spoke about on Twat Magic yesterday, uh, but I'm doing okay today. Uh, no 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 excruciating pain or anything like that on, on okay. when I got fixed. So so she says you fall into phase two, and she sends me the link, and uh, I'm looking at it, and phase two. If I can get there, uh, in Massachusetts, individuals with two plus comorbidities, uh, other workers, including early education, K through 12, employee ac- employees across the food, beverage, agri- agriculture, consumer goods, retail, and food service spectators, uh, sectors, meat packers, sanitation, public works, and public uh, health workers, vaccine workers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, <laughs> so of course, me being me, I responded with, so I'm in, I'm in group two because I'm packing meat, right? No. <laughs> Her response was, haha, I fucking knew you were going to say that. Nice. So, yeah, that's why we get along. She just, she just gets me. There you go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been a good time for the horse reference. But anyway. Um... <laughs> I, I, I have to choose one or the other, and I chose, <laughs> chose the one I chose. So. For the record, if, if I get any say, always go with the horse one. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Horse cock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, did you uh, uh, did you catch the inauguration at all, or did you watch the speech or anything? Um, so I I was not I, I was in the dentist chair when it was going on. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I did you wake up with your up. pants unbuttoned by any chance? No, 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 no. Again, I was awake the whole time because I was in fucking excruciating pain. <laughs> okay. So did you unbutton your pants during the process? Well, I did that beforehand. Oh, okay. Um, you got to be comfortable. <laughs> Uh, so no, I I went back forehand, backhand. I, I don't care how you do it as long as you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went back and 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 watched a couple different clips of that. Saw the fist bumps and saw Bernie, which obviously has become a meme now. <laughs> meme yes. now, which was great. Uh, the guy just doesn't give a fuck, which I love about him. Like, Some of them have been just not funny, and yeah. it, like, but there was one of him with like NWA that just absolutely popped me. He's like in black and yeah. white with them. Oh, they've been putting him in so many. I love the fact that they put him in Mike Pence's hair. Lie. <laughs> that one I thought was really funny. The um, one of him yeah. sitting there and watching AEW was pretty funny, actually. I, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, oh, it was, there was another one. There was another one where he was like uh, um, in the crowd of of a wrestling show, but I didn't remember which one. But yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, it's it, it's been interesting to say the least because. Um, Obviously, you know, the two of us have, have talked at length about the fact that, like, we are not the, like, hardcore, will only vote Democrats or only vote Republicans in election. We, we both of us have voted voted for Democrats, have voted for Republicans, because we actually do our research on things, you know. Um, we, are, we are the informed voters. Mm-hmm. But both of us knew exactly who we needed to vote for in this election. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So at least, so at least the two of us, and and I think the majority of our hosts are incredibly happy. Um, but now we are are going to quickly be done with that honeymoon period, and it's going to be let's get down to business and let's fix some things, you know. And the the first day was good. There was a lot of things that got fixed. Um, today uh, there was more things. Um, Obviously, we I talked about yesterday that uh, this this whole podcast is is a podcast of allies of the LGBTQ community, uh, and again today there was even more protections put in place for LGBTQ uh, members and things like that. Um, 
even something as little as you can go to whitehouse.gov, not that's dot gov, not dot com. Dot com. You're going to get a get a get a virus in a computer. I think but they changed that, that now. I think it redirects. Oh, did they? I think they okay. changed it finally. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so whitehouse.gov, you actually can choose your pronouns um, uh, by going onto the and like it's it's little things like that where it's like that's what what uh, members of that community need is they need to realize that like they are they are American citizens. They are included in the we the people. You know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's things like that that just that just warm my heart. Where it's like, okay, like there there is somebody out there fighting for these people other than us. And we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of a lot of power, you know. Yeah, right. We can show our, show our support, but when as Dominic Mysterio would, would say, at the end of the day, uh, it's <laughs> you know we don't have we don't have a whole lot that we can change. So I'm glad glad to see that we're starting to get some leaders. Uh, that are willing to make some changes for the better. So, yeah, and I was uh, I was super excited to see uh, Chris Gaines sing at the inauguration too. That was cool. That is a deep cut, dude. <laughs> dude, he came out as Garth Brooks. He took the hat off. When you take the hat off, it's Chris Gaines. It's like a Superman. That's true. Clark Kent. Take That's the glasses true. off. It's Superman. He does have the facial hair now too, so yeah. that's even better. Yeah. I get that. That is such a deep fucking cut. <laughs> hey, we got we got southern listeners. They'll get the joke. Not sure. We do. Yeah, there are people that will get that joke, but I think most people just are like, huh? Look, Google it, people. It is hilarious. It is great. It was. What was that other one? <laughs> was it Bruce Willis tried to release an album under a different name? I don't know if he did. He did sing. He did do a blues album under Bruce Willis. I think. It, I think there was a Kevin. Uh, Kevin Smith's story about it, where it was he was like, "It's Bruce fucking Willis." <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember if. Yeah, hold on, let me see. I notice he's not listed as a, a singer on here, which is uh, disappointing. But yeah, um, let's see. Huh? Yeah, they really don't. Oh, there you go. Bruno. That's what it was. Yes, he was Bruno. Bruce Willis, the return of Bruno. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I loved it. Yeah, and I was like, it's, it's fucking Bruce Willis. What's going on? There's been a couple people like that though that I've tried to do things like that. Um, some to better like, like Stephen King can write a book as Richard Bachman because it's like you don't see his face when you're reading it. Yeah, <laughs> like people right. figured it out. They're like, this is this is clearly Stephen King or somebody who's ripping him off badly. Right. But like as a singer, like. What do you think's gonna happen, dude? <laughs> People are gonna look at you and you'd be like, "Dude, Garth Brooks, what are you fucking doing, dude?" <laughs> oh, um, uh, so at the, I have um, one bit of news before we go into your uh, news, and the only, the only thing I have is the brackets for the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Um, so, we, so when when this came out, I, I posted them in the host thread mm-hmm. with the tagline. Yep. This is what doing something just to do it looks like. Go ahead. Okay, so um, the the brackets are Candice LeRae and Andy Hardwell will take on someone called Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade. More on that in a second. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Poon take on Maria Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. Nope. Wait, no, nope, I'm being told. It's something called Zoe Stark. Okay, not sure what... I guess Jessamyn Duke had a different name. 
Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm take on Casey and Caden, which obviously we see on this episode. Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, who, hey, look, she's back, uh, take on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So now you're probably wondering, there's three names in there that I don't fucking know. <laughs> you're probably wondering where the rest of the match is. Yeah, there is that too. <laughs> uh, we When we speculated on who was going to be in this, there was uh, a few other people that we had named off as, named off as possible people to be in it who are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zoe Stark, uh, no relation to Tony, uh, who for some reason is teaming up with Marina, Marina Shafir, which again, shout out to Triple H or whatever NXT person is listening to the episode. Welcome mm-hmm. back again. Um, <laughs> she is the former Lacey Ryan, not Lacey Evans, Lacey Ryan. Um, she is an independent worker. Uh, hold on. I, I well, now you're back. stepping on the dick of my news stories, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize <laughs> that you were. Sorry. Um, yeah. She's, right, so uh, let me interrupt then and say that this week okay. WWE announced they have signed three new women to the Performance Center, including Priscilla Kelly, Elena Black, and Lacey Ryan. Now, the team that uh, Troy mentioned with Gigi, well, I'm sorry, what, I, I, Gigi Dolan. Okay, that is Priscilla Kelly. Yep, Cora Jade. And that is Elena Black. Now, yep. it's interesting that they're like Team Goth, which is sort of funny that they're paired up. But uh, I'm fine with that. It works. For those of you questioning, Priscilla Kelly made it a point to post on her Instagram that she picked her own name. So, uh, yes. And Lacey Ryan was the other signing. So now you can continue. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So Cora Jade was Elena Black, who appeared on some episodes of uh, AEW. So, of course, that led to... All the stands to be like, there's WWE again, just signing away the the, the the AEW people so that they can't have talent, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, these people choose to sign where they're going to choose to said, sign. Said the company that has signed every tag team. Yes. Uh, yeah. And also the company that continues to have their people be like, oh, yeah, WWE offered me money as soon as they showed up on Dynamite. It's like, yeah, that's an easy thing to say because they, they can't, they're not going to say, no, we didn't. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, so Gigi Dolan is the former Priscilla Kelly. Did we know that Priscilla Kelly was signing with NXT? Uh, she's been, I mean, she did matches on Dark. She was in, obviously, the Mae Young Classic. So there have been feelers back and forth. And I think maybe once they realized Paige wasn't coming in, they might as they said, well, we might as well get Wish.com Paige. So they got guess. Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, I just, I just, no, think I'm that just they're... kidding. I, I love, yeah. I love Priscilla Kelly. I'm a big fan. It's just she reminds me very much back when she had the black hair, very much yeah. of Paige, young yeah. Paige. Now, um, I know a lot of people were were clamoring for her to sign with AEW, but again, like her and Darby are not together anymore. <laughs> so, although Darby did tweet PK with a rock symbol, so yeah, let's say uh, so. I mean, Darby is a piece of shit. As we've That's heard, what so I heard, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess I guess it must be at least, at least amical, or at least he thinks it is. WWE um, signed some yeah. other somebody else this week too. I forget. I'm blanking on who the guy was that they signed. Oh, it was Henry. What was it? Anthony. 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 Yep. God, we sound like idiots right now. I forget. It was Anthony Jacob. No. Anthony. Fuck. Anthony Green. No, he's already signed. Ordain. Was it? Anthony Henry. There it is. Yep. I think it was something like that, yeah. I knew it was two first names. 
Yes. Yep. So yeah, yeah, they they also did sign Anthony Henry, who was a. Uh, um, I think he's going to. Yeah, he was a he was in Evolve for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so he most likely will be sticking around NXT here. I would think. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm you know. What? I said, but yeah, so Darby's a piece of shit. Yeah, Darby's a piece of shit. Um, Priscilla Kelly, apparently that tampon spot didn't hurt her any. So. Do you think they'll let her use that in NXT? I highly doubt it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the thing is, is like when whenever I see things like that, where it's like, oh, there's WB just offering AEW talent like contracts just to keep them away from AEW. It's like, well, why didn't AEW offer them contracts? They've had her on why, the show. Yeah, they've had her on the show. Why didn't they? Why wasn't she signed? Why wasn't Elena Black signed? Like, guess what, dude? Like, when. Elena Black, nobody really knew about her until she was on AW Dark. That's why that's when WWE comes calling is because now they've seen them. They you they do the scouting for them when you put them on on the air, you know. Ben Carter. It's like that's Ben Ben Carter's the same way. It's like, yeah, like there's millions of wrestlers out there. Mm-hmm. Millions of. Them. And yes. And, and in this I, uh, COVID era, there are not a lot of indie shows to go check them out at. Right. So, of course, the talent that is actually, like, people can look at and see are going to be like, we should sign them. They, they look really good on that or that. And they're not signing these people just to sign them. They've got plenty of talent. No, no. They're signing them because they see something in them. Right. I know that, they, that that was the thing was like, oh, uh, some somebody over in fucking AEW there, or Eddie Kingston was saying that, like, oh, as soon as he was on, on Dark, like, WWE tried to sign him, and, just, and they said... But their plan was, oh, we'll get you in NXT, and then we'll go from there. And it's like, and okay, how's that a bad thing? Like, <laughs> this guy, this guy was working with Evolve, by the way. Yeah, yeah. When they went under, so right, he he was working for a company that was the feeder system for the WWE's feeder system. Yet somehow going yes. to NXT was an insult to him. Yes. Yeah. This guy worked at so, Impact. Right. Again, it's and they wouldn't let him right. wrestle in Impact. He was a manager. Right. Yeah, but uh, you know everything changes once you go to AW. Then you gotta gotta tell that company line because it is a company, uh, and you have to sit there and you have to be like, oh yeah, Ricky Starks. No, no, it's it's Ellis Island. All Sorry. That's right. Yeah, not company. Oh yeah, well, yeah, we signed with with AEW, and we said fuck WWE and all their money. It's like, dude, if you got fired, you would be begging to be fucking put on NXT. You know it. Did, um, if, if it didn't work out at AEW, they'd be begging to go back, go over there. Here's the thing. If you are... Oh, fuck me. All right, I'll, we'll get to this later. Um, if you were... I, I just... This is a story I have in the news, and I just realized something, even though I've been looking at it for 10 minutes, and it just made me go, oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, if you were a talent and you had to bank money by... You bank your career choosing one over the other, which one are you going to say is most likely to be in business 10 years from now? Or five years from now? I don't... You know, it's... WWE or AEW? This is not a hard question, Troy. Well, of course it's WWE. No, no, what I was was going to... Everyone knows the answer to that. What I was going to say is, like, yeah, like, also, you don't know... Like, everybody knows how WWE works. 
You know, everybody knows how the contracts work. Everybody knows that. Nobody knew how AEW works, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Impact right now has a bunch of people that are on their roster and on their shows that are not under contract, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Like, uh, nobody Deanna knows Praza, that. Deanna during her first reign as Knockouts champion, was not under contract. Right. And it's like, so you don't know, you know, AEW can sit there and, like, be calling. It's like, we haven't seen them yet release people from their contract. But not it will true. happen. Not true. What? Oh, true. Uh, well, that havoc, but. Shauna? They released Shauna? At one point. No, it was oh. Sadie Gibbs. It was one of them. I forget which one it was. Whichever one couldn't oh, travel it, at the time. It was Sadie Gibbs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, B. Priestley? Yeah, she might have requested that, though. Uh, she that was involved part. in speaking out. Uh, Jimmy oh, Havoc? Jimmy Havoc. Well, Jimmy Havoc is a separate case, but yeah. Um, but also we have a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, also a piece of shit. But what I'm saying is that like, we really haven't seen it where, where they're just like, we have nothing for you, we're going to release you. Right. Like WB has done, you know? No, they just, the and, people who they have nothing for, they just hold on to. Like Scorpio yeah, which, Sky. Like Scorpio Sky, yep. <laughs> Again, and yeah, like that's the thing is now it's starting to get to the point where it's like in, in WB, you sort of have, when you start in NXT, you sort of have a, a um, escalator, mm-hmm. you know, where like eventually you're either going to be done with the company and released and then you've got all that na- that money and name notoriety out there, or you're going to go up to the to the main roster. AEW doesn't have that. Like, you sign with them, and, like, that's it. Like, if they don't have anything for you, you're just not working, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you're showing up on fucking YouTube for, you know, a couple hundred thousand people, you know? So, or a couple ten thousand people. So, yeah, like, and then, when, yeah, if you... Go ahead. When, when Cody Rhodes was the AEW TNT champion, mm-hmm. he was on TV every week defending that title. Yep. Since he's lost that title, Cody Rhodes has been wrestling pretty much every week on TV. Yep. And last week was Darby Allen's first defense of that title. Yes. Cody Rhodes wrestled Peter Avalon on Dynamite this week. Yes. That's that's where we're at. We have to get Cody on the show so badly that we have to put him in there with Peter Avalon. Yes. No, no story, no build, no no reason for this match to happen other than. Cody has to get on TV. Yeah. So that we can play his new Snoop Dogg intro. Yes. Uh, um, and then we wonder why other talent can't get a shot on TV. By the way, you think Miro's happy with his role on AEW? I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. But I don't see it as being a significant improvement in terms of him being a focal point. Right. He's a joke. Mm-hmm. He's a comedy guy. Much different than we was in AEW in WWE. No. Uh, yeah, you think uh, think FTR are happy with their position right now? I don't know. They're they're Rob, wrestling Rob. Jungle Boy next week, so um, probably not because they are fucking whiny bitches and continue hey, to be. So hey, remember when they did that angle where Sean Spears was like, "Fuck you all, I quit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They've done fuck all nothing with that. I guess that's over. I guess so. And he's back on the uh, roster page, so. Well, I'm there now, and he's not anymore. Oh, they took him back off? He was they off, took him then back put off. him back on, now they took him off again? Yeah. Now he's uh-huh. off again, yeah. Okay. This time, maybe he is actually legitimately gone, though. Maybe. <laughs> like, they might have actually fired his ass. And I wouldn't blame him. They brought him in, they they told him, hey, we're going to, you know, WWE misused you, we're going to make you a star, 
First thing they did was call him a good hand and then have him drop to Cody. Gee, I wonder why he didn't get over. Right. I don't we're, we're getting too deep into this. Sorry. That's true. <laughs> hey, you know, Scorpio Sky has 43 matches in AEW. Yeah, dark. Most of those in dark. Yes. When was his last match on Dynamite? Um, well, I have to look that up. Good old cage match. Scorpio Sky. By the way, still one of the best names in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, dark, dark. Oh, um, December 2nd in the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. Okay, so that's a battle royale. When was the last time coming. he had a match? Um, November 11th. Uh, where he lost to Sean Spears. So over two months since Scorpio Sky's had a match on Dynamite. Mind you, he's only had those two matches. Wait a second. When they started, Wait. he faced Cody, he faced Jericho. Doesn't matter. Scorpio Sky has one match so far this year. His, it says his 2021 overall record is 2-0. Where's that other match coming from? <laughs> Might have been taped for Dynamite and they haven't aired it yet. No, uh, for this... Dark. They do that shit all the time. It's so stupid. I'll bet you he's on Dark next week and that's what they do. Well, he's got to be because mm. otherwise where the fuck did that other match happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, then so. let, me, let me get to the to AEW segment of the news tonight so we can... Since we're on that train already. <sighs> Last night on Dynamite, AEW announced, because women's tournaments are all the rage, that they're going to hold a Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament to determine a new number one contender. No details, no names, no idea when it's going to start, who's going to be in it, when it's going to f- conclude, just a empty set of brackets, but... In looking at that empty set of brackets, this is what I was talking about a moment ago. Half the bracket is United States. Half the bracket is Japan. So if you are, I assume, Tenara Conti's out because she's Brazilian. I assume uh, Thunder Rose is out. So anybody who's not American or Mexican is out, apparently. I mean, anybody who's not American or Japanese, sorry. Apparently, yep. This is, what the fuck is this? Oh, we're going to start pigeonholing people into the American side of the bracket who wouldn't qualify in the American. This is sort of like when they do the World Baseball Classic every year, and it's like, oh, well, my I didn't get picked for the USA team, but my uncle's cousin's nephew's third sister twice removed was Guatemalan, so I'm going to play for them. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what this is going to end up being. But, uh, I mean, I guess we always shit on them for not doing anything with their women. They're going to obviously have a tournament. Um I assume maybe they could just do it in their crowd during the show because that's where most of the women end up is just watching the show in the crowd. Um, but, you know, hats off for trying something, I guess. I don't know if the Japanese half of the bracket will take place in Japan and then they'll come in for the finals, but their rely their over-reliance on the Joshis was a big part of the failure of this division right off the bat, and it looks like we're just leaning right back into that. I feel like it's going to be... Um, they'll they'll do a bunch of they'll just show a bunch of like stardom matches, All right. and then and then they'll do it like fucking uh, Power Rangers where they'll just like superimpose Hikaru Shida on I, one of them. I have no problem with having Japanese women in this tournament, but to do it in such yeah. a way that half the fucking bracket, yeah, 
you've eliminated half the possibilities for talent in America. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight chances, eight women who are not from Japan who can be in that tournament. All you have to do is just do United States versus the world. Sure. That's how everyone else gets around that. But even then, then, okay. even then, then you're saying only eight women from the world can be in it because eight have to be from the United States. Don't put nationalities. Don't attach nationalities right. to this. Yeah. Over and above the fact that it's an arcane fucking wrestling thing because AEW is so cutting edge and progressive, they're doing the shit fucking WCW was doing two decades ago. NWO versus the world or WWE, NW, WCW versus New Japan. Like they're That's what they're fucking doing. American versus Japanese, yay! Like so fucking dumb. All right. Anyway, that's that's the news. I don't know if you have any opinions on that. Uh, well, while you were doing that, my brain started hurting because once I saw that there was that issue with Scorpio Sky having a magic fucking match over that. Yes. I scrolled up a little bit and saw Peter Avalon, and I'm like, okay, his 2021 overall record says one and zero. Oh. Oh, he lost last night. <laughs> and his career record in AEW says five twenty-seven and two. He's five thirty-two and two. Who is doing these fucking things? Because they're bad at it. Uh, yes, he's only had one match this year. It was against Cody. He lost. He should be zero and one in twenty twenty-one. Uh, and then you just like forgot four of his matches. Apparently. <laughs> well, the records don't matter in WWE, and it, it, they. they they don't, but if you put it on everyone's thing, you should at least have it right. They don't, except they're supposed to. That was their big mm-hmm. selling point for keeping records, is that the fucking records matter in AEW. Right. Apparently they I don't. Hear you. Uh, speaking of things in AEW, do you remember when AEW first signed Sting? Sting. Yes. Do you remember all these people going crazy saying, I, I'm so happy Sting's there. He'll be like the manager for Darby Allen and... I mean, think I, I don't want they won't misuse him like WWE. I don't want to see him wrestle, but he, you know they'll be able to learn from him, and he'll be an influence, and he'll be a TV presence, and it'll be great. Remember that, Troy? Yeah. Yeah. So Sting's wrestling for AEW. Yeah, we knew that he was on the active wrestler page, and everyone was like, "No, no, they're just putting him there." Yeah. Like, uh, no, 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 they're putting him there because he's going to wrestle. It was announced that he will be in a street fight at Revolution. When he teams with Darby Allen against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz, um, I don't want to see this. I don't know about you. I have no interest in watching sixty-plus-year-old Sting wrestle at this point. Half crippled Sting. Yeah, you know, there are certain people that like you put him in cinematic matches because it works well for them. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about the, the Haunted House of Horrors match yep. with the flexible zombies and stuff like that. That was really well done because it fit the characters and stuff sure. like that. You're going to have Sting do a cinematic match that's a street fight, which to me is like... that. The reason why you do things like here's zombies and stuff like that is because it's fun and it fits the characters. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're doing a cinematic match for a street fight is because one of the participants can't take bumps anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong reason to do these cinematic matches. To be fair, that was the reason they did the Boneyard match. And that was great. Yeah, but again, but that was a Boneyard match. This is a street fight, which to me is like, how do you do cinematic 
win a, in a street fight. Like, it's not really a cinematic I mean, match. It's just going to be... Boneyard was basically a street fight in a cemetery. But it, but it made sense the character wise, you sure. know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it played off of the character of the energy. Sure, I can't remember the last time I saw a street fight with a guy in a trench coat and face paint. Right, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is like is like first of all like that aspect alone is is weird, but also it's just like it's not a cinematic match if you're just going to have to to do like convenient cuts around things. Because yeah. like, how do you make a street fight cinematic? You know, yeah. you make the boner yard match cinematic because well, you've got I mean, like these epic shots of like you know like. Fucking smoke rising up and like tombstones. Didn't NXT and basically try to do that with Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole? Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't good, <laughs> but they did try to that's do it. That's what I'm saying. Is like they're, they're, like the Wyatt family stuff makes sense because that was fucking balls crazy. You know, like the John Cena Ray White yeah, thing was fucking great. Like, yeah. yeah, that stuff fits the characters and it's and there are things that you that you can use to add to the thing. You know, there's a, there's effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's no really effects in the street in the street fight. Like I said, this match is just going to be convenient editing because this guy can't do the moves he's supposed to. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's all this is. And yeah, like you said, like you know Sting is going to be all over this and they're trying to the, the, everyone's trying to like bend over backwards, breaking their backs, trying to, like, say, like, oh, this is going to, like, jumpstart Darby because, you know, he's going to get that sting rub. It's just like, well, first of all, the ratings have shown that the sting rub doesn't exist. Oh. And second, like, Darby, Darby's not going to be the focus of this. No. You know? Nobody's watching this for Darby. Right. It's going to be Sting. Sting's like, taking attention away from Darby here. It's the same thing as, like, Goldberg t- is taking attention away from Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And not in a good you way. Know, it's it's the same thing. They're not getting a rubber. I'm sorry, did you say Gilbert or Goldberg? Oh, I said Goldberg. Oh, okay. I should sure. have said Gilbert. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not getting anything out of it. They're just getting pushed to the side and nobody's gonna care about it, you know? Well, I hear you. It's there's a reason why like Roman Reigns doesn't go down to go over to NXT. Like, yeah, it would pop ratings and they would beat AEW, but it would be a detriment to the rest of the roster. Right. You know? Yeah. There's a reason why Pat McAfee got taken off of the show, because he was doing better than the guys down there who needed the work. And this is where I say, people talk about how AEW is not going to make the same mistakes WCW did, or even the same mistakes Impact did. But yet, any time there's like an ex-WWE guy, they jump all over themselves to sign him. Yep. At the expense of the talent, young talent that people are interested in in their roster. Remember when Jungle Boy was a big thing they were pushing as a singles act? Remember when? Uh, remember when Bobby Roode was the TNA champion, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's fucking great." Yeah. And then Scott Steiner came in, and all of a sudden, everyone forgot about him because now Scott Steiner's there. Remember when AJ Styles was the TNA champion, and he was managed by Ric Flair, and they had this great act going, and then they mm-hmm. signed Rob Van Dam. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Remember when? Remember when uh, Christian Cage became the champion over there, mm-hmm. and nobody else mattered yeah that's what's happening it's happening all over again it's you've got all these like fucking young guys that you've got that are really good and you're just tnaing them mm-hmm. by like pushing them down the card and it's like okay well now okay well we've got a chance to like make the the fucking uh the best friends something big well now now here's miro and we only signed him because you know he was rusev day and now they're broken up now i get it one of them is hurt but it's like, well, now they're doing fucking comedy acts and 
Trent or Chuck Taylor is back to just being dorky comedy guy. Remember when Orange uh, Chris Jericho was was elevating Orange Cassidy? Yeah. Where's Orange Cassidy in the card these days? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, is he? He's not the champion. No, no, not a champion. That. He must be a TNT you, champion, though, right? Nope, not a TNT oh, champion. Uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring? Did he get that? Nope, not that either. Mm, tag team titles? No, no. Hmm. Remember not when? To mention, uh, do you remember when Santana and Ortiz were main eventing Impact pay per views and one of the best tag teams in the world? Yeah. Yeah, they're not even the best tag team in their own faction anymore. No, and now they're doing fucking speaking Spanglish stuff. Yeah, and they and don't M- they don't get used on the shows very often. And MJF was their like AJ Styles, their big breakout guy. Yeah. And now he's second fiddle to Jericho. Yep. Doing horrible lion salts. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> not not as bad as the fucking. Uh, top flight the, the thing. Top flight thing. Oh my oh. god, folks! If you have not seen, if, if I'm sure some of our fans listen to NXT, don't uh, don't follow AEW. I posted this clip in our host thread. Uh, there was an attempt by Top Flight to do this really f- great flip move, and he missed the guy twice to such an extent that Evan Bourne was standing there waiting to do, or Matt Seidel was standing there waiting to do, like, a standing moonsault or something. And he just, like, was looking at him like, I guess I, I'll, I'll just do it now? Because everything got fucked up. It was, Not oh. to mention the fact that he then tried to pin the guy. Yeah. And he wasn't the legal <laughs> man. And, I, and to be fair, we've and we've shit on Jim Ross a lot. His reaction was, was fucking oh best. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jim Jim Ross's reaction is just it doesn't even matter. The <laughs> Excalibur's trying to trying to cover it up, and Ross mm. just goes, "It doesn't even matter anymore." Because <laughs> there's no covering it up. At that point, you're like, "Yeah, that was fucking bad." Like, just call it out at that point. Just 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 lean into it. And be like, "Well, he he fucked that up." Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you would say that, "Well, he fucked," and then it would bleep after that because the sensors don't know how to work over there. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's not that they don't know how to work. That's done very intentionally, so that they can yeah. get the swear on air and then say, "Well, we tried. We just missed it. Sorry." We tried. We just yeah. Yeah. But then it makes your guys go, "I've dealt with a lot of shit," and you're like, "What? You did what now?" Yeah. Yeah. It makes it so your sentences don't make sense because you're bleeping out the wrong words. Like when I was fucking like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. That's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. That, that's on me. All right. Still the best R-Truth segment ever. Um, yeah, well, the, the, the only good R-Truth segment ever. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We pulled out a ladder at the Royal Rumble or whatever. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's, he's had his moments, but he's he's more missed than hit. I, I think they just overdid it. Like, they took those couple really great moments and, like, that's what you're going to be from now on all the time. Yeah. It's like, no. Um, so yeah. I don't know if you caught WWE Rundown this week, but I had a news story about I how. Did. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, then you heard that I had a news story about people saying Renee Young should go start working for AEW. So yes. this just in, WWE Backstage is back in a big way for the upcoming Royal Rumble special on Saturday, January 30th. Renee Paquette, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T and Page, will host the preview for one of sports entertainment's most exciting night. Friday night will be the action packed, will begin the action packed weekend on Fox as the Royal Rumble approaches and Roman Reigns prepares for a universal title showdown with Kevin Owens. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, dude. I I will admit the timing is a little suspect. <laughs> but I also will say that, like, 
I don't think that she has any plans of ever being on AEW. Oh, and she might. They might have her show up once or twice, and, but she. And, this and, this so, woman wants to be a big journalist. Yeah. And and just to be clear, this is a result of her having a contract with Fox, not her going back to WWE. Right. Yes. Yeah. Fox because is hosting Vex the is, show, and and they have pegged her to host it because they have her under contract to Fox. It's the same reason why CM Punk can show up on there, right. but he's not under contract with WWE. Right. And she. I'm curious if she will show up as Renee Paquette or if she'll be Renee Young on there. WWE's press release said Renee Paquette. So see, and that, and that's telling. Yeah. Cause yeah. Otherwise, otherwise if this was like a WWE signed her back on for even one thing, she'd be Renee Young. Right. She wouldn't be Renee Paquette. So yeah, th- yeah, that's a hundred percent. Just Fox is like, Hey, we, we're doing this big thing, you know, come do the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a quid pro quo with it. Like I'll do, I'll do backstage if you put me on but this you other do butt sporting stuff? thing. I mean, there's always that, but no, like I, you know, you feel like, uh, well, put me on like a, a fucking sideline reporter on your next like Fox thing or something, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I wouldn't, I, because that happens quite. A she bit, really you know? should be a studio host. I wouldn't want her on a sideline gig. Like, she, <laughs> I don't know. Did you, did you, uh, did you catch any of the? Uh, the Pam Oliver on the sidelines of the the Packer game no, last I weekend. Didn't. I don't think so. That poor woman. People were like, "Is she okay? Is she having a stroke?" Because <laughs> it was it was so cold. Yeah. She was she was slurring her words because she's like. Oh, shattering. I did hear like, about this. Yes. And I, so you listening to him? I'm like, I was like, yep, that that's what happens when people who are not used to the cold try to stand at the sidelines mm. and not have their face covered for obvious yeah. reasons and try to do things. It's like, yep. And everyone's like, is she, she okay? Is she drunk? I'm like, I was like, no, man, she's fucking cold. And you know what? <laughs> like, for as much shit through the years as people have given like Aaron Andrews, she handles all that shit, dude. Yeah. The woman handled people fucking putting a spy camera in and catching her fucking changing. And she was just like, fuck you. You're not getting rid of me. I'm here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> moving on from naked sideline reporters to Joe Rogan. Oh. <laughs> That's an interesting segue. Boner uh, color. There you go. Uh, Rogan had as his guest on his podcast the Undertaker. Big get for Rogan, by the way. A um, couple interesting things came out of that. Uh, Rogan asked him, "Do you enjoy WB? Are you a fan, or are you too close to it?" And he said, "I try. It's tough right now for me because the product has changed so much. It's kind of soft, you know." Uh, to which Rogan said, are you going to get in trouble for saying that? And he said, probably. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It's what it is. But it's the young guys. Oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. Uh, he then went on to say, they're trying, and it's always been this way, but they're trying to put something out for everybody, you know. And it's like some guys are into the comedy shit, and then there's other guys that want to see more hardcore-type fighting. I think one of the big things that happened the generation before, we all got old at the same time. So there weren't enough guys to work with the young guys. We can sit and talk. I could give you my theories on what you should do. You know, should do this, or maybe you should do it, try this. But until you actually get in the ring and actually do it, it doesn't really translate a lot of times. And then you have too many people that they're on the Internet. 
well, these guys on the Internet say I'm pretty fucking good. It's like, okay, well, you can listen to them or you can listen to somebody who's been there and done it. So I think there need uh, I think there needed to, and you can't help it, but there was just not enough merging of the young and new talent. Like when we had Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all these guys, we were all working together and we were making money and we were drawing and then we all just sort of aged out. I hung in there for a long time, but we kind of aged out and then just left these young guys to learn with more young guys. And the product changed. The PC, the training center is helping. We've got Triple H, a great wrestler. He heads up the whole thing, and he's trying to get some of the toothpaste back in the tube. He's trying to move it back to kind of take a step back to move forward and give the product a little more edge. I think that's what's missing. So before I get into my thoughts and you get into your thoughts, I just wanted to uh, go into what um, the only thing I've seen so far, and I'm sure there's probably more reactions, uh, Xavier Woods responded, uh, tweeting. I, I had that up, but yeah. Okay, tweeting. I wouldn't be the person that I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business to save my money and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than having... Thank you, guys. Uh, so... <laughs> I've got my thoughts on this, but I'm curious what you think, Troy. So The Undertaker, back in 1991, uh, was uh, was at the Royal Rumble. Um, you can, of course, become a Patreon at patreon.com, so run wrestling and listen to what I had to think about the 1981 Royal Rumble. Uh, but as That's I was looking down, while I was looking down the card, I noticed, oh, hey, look, 1981, there's Big Boss Man. There's the Ultimate Warrior. There's Dusty Rhodes. There's uh, what was the other guy? Um, is Tito Santana dead? <laughs> no, he's no, he's not. Uh, there's Jim Neidhart. <laughs> um, and I was like, I had a lot of dead guys on this show. I wonder why. He looked the British Bulldog. He looked Jimmy Superfly Snooker. <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why things aren't the way they are. They were back in the day, because that's a lot of dead guys for a show that was what thirty years ago. Yeah, that's why. Like, you guys, like, yeah. Oh, it's all soft. It's like they're they're soft because they're not assholes. They're not fucking waking each other up in the middle of the night and like force fucking them to, as like a hazing thing or soaping up in a shower or taking a bunch of steroids and a bunch of hardcore drugs that eventually leads to them dying when they're 40. Who would have guessed like, Jake oh, Roberts would still be the one to last? Huh. Yeah, well. <sighs> yeah, it's like, huh, I I wonder why things have changed. Well, because, like, wrestling isn't a rock and roll lifestyle thing anymore. Well, hold on, because... First off, his his very theory by definition is flawed. Yeah. Because when he was coming up, you had young guys like Edge and Randy Orton. Yeah. How are those guys doing? Oh, they're still there. They're yep. still main eventing pay-per-views. Yes. So maybe John Cena, how's that guy done for himself? Yeah. So. So it wasn't that there weren't young guys for them to mentor or young stars for them to build around. It's that that generation, the generation after The Undertaker, was the one where Vince got complacent and said, I'm just going to focus solely on these guys and not build new talent, not build new stars. 
He stopped yeah. trying to build new stars. Cena was the last megastar he made it a point to build until Roman. Yeah. And Becky. And Becky happened by accident. That wasn't Vince trying to build her. Oh, it, it happened by accident, but it happened. Roman was her trying. No, I'm talking about guys he's tried intentionally yeah. to make into megastars. Sure, sure. He doesn't want multiple megastars at a time because they take away from each other. Right. But in reality, it makes the business better. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're sitting here looking at Roman and going, okay, well, there's maybe like two, three guys he could defend the title against. We're so bereft on Raw that we had to go get fucking Goldberg to main event one of the big pay-per-views of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, it's a fucking joke. And first off, and I have nothing but respect for what The Undertaker's done in this business, but for you to sit there and say it's not realistic and it's soft when you were the guy who was dressing up like a dead person working in a funeral fucking parlor for years, mm-hmm. that's the credibility? That's yeah. the standard you want to apply in 2020? Maybe you need to understand that the business in 2020 is not what the business was in the 90s and the 80s and 2000s. It's changed. The fans' expectations have changed. You can't put on the same product you put on in the 80s and the 90s and have it get over in the 2020s. It's just not going to work. Right. Well, and also, it's like, it's like, dude, you... He was the, like, wrestler's court guy. Yeah. And, and like, he, and it's like, and how many people did they fucking haze out of the business? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, well, those guys could have been huge stars. But you fucking hazed them into into fucking quitting right. or killing themselves, yep. or it's like, and you do it all, do this other shit where like you you guys were so fucking like backstabby and like throat slitty that so many people's careers just got fucked over because of one bad thing, and it, it that even bled into the two thousands when you look at someone like Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. You know, Orton fucking ruined Kingston's push because of one botch. He he got fucking Mr. Kennedy fired. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, that stuff did bleed over, and and it it somewhat still happens today, but not to the extent that it was back in the day. Like, if you weren't friends with Hulk Hogan, you didn't work in WCW. Yeah. Or you worked there and you got fired. Do you know why the, that, do you know why the Undertaker became the Undertaker? Why is that? Because guys, and, and I hold my breath, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but guys like Hulk Hogan put him over. Yeah. Guys like Bret Hart put him over. Mm-hmm. Those guys who used their position in the company, their star, to help build him up into a megastar. Yeah. That's how the business is supposed to work. The problem mm-hmm. is they've reached a point with the generation where they stopped putting the young guys over. Yeah. And The Undertaker was part of that generation that stopped putting young guys over. Well, you just got to look at the streak for that. So to then come back and complain that we don't have new stars built, well, look in the fucking mirror, dude. Yeah. How many you guys have... did The Undertaker put over in his career? He didn't lose very often. No, no. I mean, And it very was... rarely to anybody that wasn't like Kane. Yeah, he... He he would lose like Maven was really the only one that comes to mind. Maven, as like an he, I don't believe Maven beat him. He just eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and that's the thing too. It's like you have somebody like Brock Lesnar, Jeff Hardy. Willing... He sort of helped make Jeff Hardy right. with the ladder match again, though. Undertaker won that match. Right. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, I mean, like you look at, um, well, like like I said, I mean, it, it's one of those cases of somebody like Brock Lesnar will go in there and he sees money in somebody and he goes, "I'll put you over." Like he fucking put Drew McIntyre over, and they built and. Thanks to him, Drew McIntyre became a huge fucking star. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar you know? is another great example. This is a young guy that that's they built in that time period. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, that's who I'm, I'm saying. It's like that's the guy who helped put fucking huh. him on the map. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking here. Oof, boy. So now the the last uh, decade you can't really count because Taker has had what like fucking. 14 matches the past decade, but you look at his statistics. 2010, 35 wins, 8 losses. 2009, 8 losses. 2008, 8 losses. 2007, 7 losses. You have to go back to 2003 for him to get double-digit losses, and at 16 matches he lost in 2003. Yeah, the guy didn't lose that much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and that's that point And again, when he career. did, it was two already established yeah. guys. Yeah, and and at that point in your career in 2010, you should be, and you should be putting people over at that point, huh? and you're not. You're still fucking, you know. Yeah, like I'm looking at, uh, yeah, Kane beat him, um, Kane beat him, uh, Kane beat him, Kane beat him, <laughs> uh, Kane, Kane, uh, Sheamus. Oh no, it was that was a dark match? Never mind. Um, the dark matches don't count. Um, yeah, man, like, it's a lot of fucking, well, I mean, Kane gets him a lot, but that's a lot of shit. And, oh yeah, here's, uh, Jericho beat him at the Elimination Chamber. Okay. Jericho might have, yeah. I mean, Triple H sort of established Jericho as a top guy more than the Undertaker yeah. did, but. I'm sure. just, like I said, I'm just, I'm just looking back. Here's Randy Orton beats him in 2009. By a count out, though. So not exactly putting him or him over. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So Kurt Angle maybe, but yeah, yeah, most of his stuff is him beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, so it's like don't don't be part of the problem and then complain about the problem. It's like fuck it. Mm-hmm. But in any event, uh, you guys can go listen to Joe Rogan's interview if you want to hear the full thing. It was an interesting listen. But uh, moving on. Uh, Dynamite got 854,000 viewers. NXT got 659,000. Who gives a shit at this point? Yep. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to fucking demos. It doesn't even matter. Uh. <laughs> I need to. I need to get that clip for the soundboard. Right. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. The good news is the good news for wrestling as a whole is that there were about 200,000 new viewers combined between the two shows this week. So. Yeah, well, we had the shit show of last week's Wednesday. Yeah. And the the funniest part is Wednesday. the people who love AEW. Well, see, Biden's inauguration didn't stop AEW. It's like, <clears throat> motherfucker, the inauguration was at 11.30 in the morning. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> everyone everyone keeps keeps doing this. It's like, all it was was just the recap shows was was what they lost to. Like, the because, the, like, yeah, they had inauguration coverage. But, yeah, it happened that morning. Right. So it was just recap and people, like, talking about things. Whereas the last two weeks, there was shit going on at night that people were watching the news for because it was fucking and crazy, and crazy insane. All right. All right. <clears throat> Are we ready to go into the episode? Or do you have anything else? Your Bucks lost tonight, huh? Jeez. Whatever. That's a long good. season. 
Oh, sorry, my team got spanked by the next by like 30 points. So. Dude, it's, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basketball's always weird like that. Uh, just before we get started with the NXT show, because we've got a lot of shit to cover, um, Poirier or McGregor, who you got this weekend? Oof. It's not, it, it is not often that McGregor goes into a fight where either guy can win. He hasn't won in a while, though. I I know, but he, he you know I I mean even if even if he was on a winning streak, I think I'd still. I'm sorry, I should take that back. He did beat Cowboy Cerrone, but yeah, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's Poirier. Really? It's, See, yeah. I watched that first fight, and I saw Connor dominate him the first time through. Really, but so I, yeah, I'm, but I'm Connor, going with Connor. Connor's Connor's so different at this point. I don't think Connor no. goes into a fight. I think Connor's reached the point where he's he's sort of picking opponents he can look good against. I think if he's going in there against Poirier, it's because he thinks he can beat him. Yeah, probably, but you know, we'll see. Hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and get into NXT from January twentieth. We get a recap of last week's show. Uh, you can just go back and listen to us do the whole show last week if you want to do want to get a recap. Uh, and then we cut over to Kushida and Leon Ruff in the middle of their entrance. I don't know, not even uh, in the middle of their entrance. They're posing on the ropes with no music yeah. playing, and then they start playing their music while they're already on the ropes posing. It was weird. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory arrive. Speaking Theory of weird. Is not, there he is now in shorts. Um, we go over to the commentary t- table and we see that Beth Phoenix is actually present. Way to show up for your job, Beth. Yeah. Wade and Dick blow their loads in Beth's face, and we finally have a complete commentary table. So no more of the weird throwing to Beth and then yes. ignoring her and, and, or, or and, and interrupting her. Yeah, and that's a great point because I thought Beth was so much better on this episode. <laughs> She was, dude, and I have a couple of her <laughs> of her comments later on. But yeah, I thought yeah when when she is actually able to be there and interact with these two guys, like, yeah, it's so much better. And, and yeah, it, it's night and day from last week to this week. Uh, so Ruff starts off with Austin. Theory grabs him and then just chucks him to the side, which I thought I liked the fucking just the cockiness of that. I'm yeah. just like. Eh. Uh, Vic says that Theory is trying to choke Ace his strength. Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, Theory trips on his way to the ropes, but he's able to recover. That'll be the first of a few botches in this. More on that in a little bit. Uh, Ruff leaps the ropes and tries to reverse the catch into a crucifix, but the whole thing just gets fucked. Is Leon Ruff a bad wrestler? No. <laughs> In fact, you talked about theory fell, theory fell trying to run off the ropes. I actually yeah. rewound that, and it wasn't you couldn't get a look at it. But um, Ruff actually grabbed his ankle, so it was a spot. Okay. So Ruff grabs his ankle because I watched him. Like, did he trip or was that a spot? And I watched it. You could see Ruff grab the ankle as he's running off, okay. and then Ruff pops up and hits him with a drop kick, which Vic Joseph called "oh." So, um, yeah. Okay. There, every time Ruff and Austin were in the ring, Austin, uh, there was I, I, there I, was something off between the two. Yeah. So my my take here is that 
Austin and Ruff work very different styles, and Austin had trouble adapting to the speed of Leon Ruff. Which is weird because, like, when he was in there with Kushida, I didn't see those same kind Kushida's, of kind of Kushida issues. works quick, but Kushida's not Leon Ruff quick. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that. Um, so Kushida blind tags in, and then they double arm breaker theory. Uh, Kushida starts working the arm of Theory uh, before Theory is able to get away and tag in Gargano, who starts stomping away on Kushida. Uh, Kushida gets up and slams into Gargano, uh, so Gargano tags out and Theory hits a beauty of a dropkick for two. The guy has a beautiful dropkick. Are you talking Let's about the Rolling Thunder one? Yes. Yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, also, my my Google decided to call it a drip kick, which is actually a fantastic Ooh. name for a move. Very much so. Like, I could see Swerve Scott with a drip kick. There you go, yeah. Um, speaking By the way, of, um, just for the sake of consistency, uh, Vic Joseph referred to that as, oh, so it's apparently the new name for a drop kick in NXT. It's it's everything, dude. <laughs> he actually did call everything. a few moves in his match. So few, though, dude. Like, that would, and it's become more and more apparent every time I listen, and I catch it every time that it's just like, so you're just not using names for moves anymore. Or wrong ones when he does. And I don't know if it's like the, that like, because he's of that boom goes the dynamite generation where like, you know, watching basketball commentary, everything is just like, boom, shakalaka. And oh my God. And, oh, I'm, dude. Oh, like everything is a fucking jizz competition. I mean, the other part of it is, and you sort of, I think it's sort of the same effect Aisha Taylor's dealing with. Cause I actually thought she was pretty good with the, the fight pit intros. But she's trying to follow fucking Mike Rome and Greg Hamilton, and NXT has such a tradition of great ring announcers. And it's sort of the same thing now as Vic Joseph's trying to follow Mauro Ranallo and Nigel McGuinness and um, you know Tom Phillips even. So really good play-by-play guys, and now Vic has to be. So it, part of it is he's damned by comparison, but yeah. that doesn't also mean he's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, and he also... He's, I would needs... take him over Josh Matthews, for what that's worth. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I would take a fucking, like, fart machine over Josh Matthews. No, she retired. Um, that's uh, true. <laughs> plus, he's get, he, he got Mackenzie Mitchell, so he must be packing, I assume. So good on him for that. Well, just because you have a big dick doesn't mean you're good at commentary. That's true. I happen to have... Uh, Speaking of, Beth, call, Beth calls his testicles man marbles. Yes, I have and that I, too. So so Beth actually says that Theory might still be suffering from a shot in the man marbles from Shotzi last week. And with that one line, I was like, oh, that's why she's with Edge. I, yeah, I said the same thing. I'm like, that's an Edge comment. Yep. That, that's yeah. one she got from Edge. Between that and Amber Poon, yes. it's, def- it, it's very clear that they yeah. have a very similar so, humor. Yeah, so the Man Marbles thing was, was obviously attempted. And I think, I'm willing to bet you money that Edge refers to her as Ember Poon at the house, and that's what tripped Beth we, up. Yeah, we talked about that, yep. yeah. yeah. We talked about what it happened, but yeah. yeah. Man Marbles is definitely something that Edge 100%. has referred to his balls before. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gargano takes back in, and they double elbow Kushida, then do the no-look high-five. Uh, theory back in now, and they keep the pressure on Kush. Kushida falls into the corner, and Ruff tags in. Uh, he hits a drop kick off the top ropes, and then tries to go for something that gets fucked, so he then just kicks Theory in the leg. <laughs> uh, Ruff misses on a dive to the corner, kicks off Gargano, and then leaps onto the shoulders of Theory, uh, and he drops him with a spin-out powerbomb. 
Rack bomb. Yeah. Same thing. The ref then spazzes the fuck out on the two count. You should not start your count on one side of the people and end on the other side. You should not do a 180 while you're mm-hmm. counting. And it annoyed the piss out of me when he did it. Yeah. Because he like goes down and hits, I think he like scrambles and hits, and then he scrambles and almost and it was like, why do you keep fucking moving in between the counts? Actually there 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 is actually a rational reason for that is that he's going around to make sure he's got a better angle at both shoulders where he starts with one. Um but the one that bothers me that referees do all the time is when they go to get down for the count, they'll hit the mat so hard it will sound like a one count, and then they'll go one, two, and it sounds like it's the three count, and the crowd gets thrown mm-hmm. off by it. I've seen that happen so many times, especially on yeah. indie shows, that it really takes away from a match, so don't yeah. do that. It's that, and it's also the uh, this, the the layout on the two count where you know that it's not the three count yeah. when they like, you can tell that they completely move on yeah. it. And it's like, okay, well I know this isn't the finish. Yeah. Um, there's another thing too. Uh, and it happens in the Tyler rust match. Uh, it's when a guy goes, uh, when Bronson Reed goes to pin him and he Spoilers, grabs onto, dude. well, no, cause it's, it's not, it's not the finish because he, he go he pins him. And then rust grabs his arm yeah. And holds it like that, where you're just like, well, I can see you're like, like waiting for your yeah. moment to kick out, you know. And it's like it doesn't. It's just that those little selling things yeah. where you're like, don't do, don't do that, because yeah. people will know that that's not the finish then, yep. <laughs> you know. Um. All right, back from break, and Ruff tries to crawl out uh, over to get the tag, but Theory grabs him. Ruff hits an enziguri, but Gargano drops Kushida before the tag can occur. Uh, Gargano that was a nice spot because I didn't see Johnny there. That was one of those like oh, really yeah. well disguised ones. I like that. Well done. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kushida just disappeared, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "What did he? Is he turn? No, nope, he, oh, never mind. He's not turning heel. He's just he just got dropped to the ground." All right. Uh, Gargano takes in and they hit a double team move for two. Uh, Theory takes in and they put Ruff on his shoulders. Theory then puts him onto the turnbuckle. He takes a step back. But Ruff isn't ready to do the move, so Theory has to step back and then step forward again mm. to get the flying cutter on him. Oh. Just a weird, just weird little timing issues between the two of them. And then, and well, then no, 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 okay, felt- okay, hold, hold on, because that one, I, I, that one was not a timing issue. So what that one was, and again, another one where I had to go back and check. But um, Ruff goes up. And he f- he fakes like he's going for the the reverse crossbody. So he goes to like he's gonna jump off and hold the rope. And Theory yeah. goes to dodge it out of the way. And then when Theory comes back around, he hits him with the cutter. Okay, you shouldn't have to rewind and fucking zoom and enhance in order to get with the story. I mean, I've seen that that type of spot before. All right. Kushida takes in and kicks the fuck out of the way. She kicks theory, and then, <laughs> and then DDTs Gargano off the apron. I like that. Yes, that whole exchange okay. was really good. Yeah, it's it's Kushida's just so fucking good. His best uh, move Kush- is still to come, though. It, it's oh oh, you see me? You mean it's it? It has not occurred yet. Right. Not that his best move is to come. Gotcha. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, I don't know. I've never experienced yeah, that, know. so I couldn't tell sure. you. Kushida misses with the kick, so Gargano kicks him instead. Kushida reverses and puts Gargano in an armbar. Theory is able to break this up. Uh, we get oh, a discus punch. Oh, no, see, so you just no-sold it. That was the point. 
Kushida picks him up for a vertical suplex and then just drops right into an arm bar from the vertical oh, suplex while he's got him up midair, just drops him straight down into an arm bar fucking seamlessly. Mm, yeah. Um, Theory Clover leaves the legs and then <laughs> uh, hits a shoulder breaker for two. Uh, Ruff breaks up the double team attempt and Gargano reverses the hoverboard lock into a two count. Kushida hits a bridging trap suplex and, in a surprise, gets the three count. The uh, It was a hammerlock fisherman's, but holy fuck, I've never seen that before. That was cool. And also, I was like, that was a finish out of nowhere. Like, I yeah. didn't think that was the finish. Yeah. <laughs> I love when guys win matches with moves like that that are not their signature moves. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was unique for sure. Yeah. Um, so... In a sort of an upset, Kushida and Ruff will face the Grizzled Young Vets in the second round. Exactly what I said was going to happen last week. It's still sort of an upset because Gargano <laughs> is a, a <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's Gargano. I, I know we knew what was happening. I, I we, they like, weren't going to have the, the the North American champion win the Dusty Cup. Um, I did like, well, we had two singles guys win the fucking Dusty Cup last year. Um, Different. I, uh... I did particularly like the fact that um, Wade went out of his way to point out that this is the same tag match we had a few weeks ago, and Gargano and Theory had won, because it took some of the piss out of them losing here, which is nice. Yeah. Yep. Pete Dunn tells Finn Beller that they are both cut from the same cloth. Dunn says Finn left, while Dunn stuck around to build the NXT UK brand. Mm -hmm. Says history will speak well of Beller. But will it will speak better of done. Good promo. Yeah, I love that I uh, he actually said at one point that him and Finn are inevitable and that mm. this time Finn can't just leave. And I love that. Yeah. Well done. Uh Dick says Kyle O'Reilly oh, is oh, and the other sorry, the other great line. Uh he said Finn is just somebody taking part in his legacy, which I love too. Yeah. Uh, so Dick says Kyle O'Reilly is medically cleared a week after getting his jaw destroyed. Two weeks. No, oh, last week. No, it got re-aggravated last week. It got originally yeah. destroyed two weeks ago. He's not wrestling tonight. Why say he's medically cleared? Because you Sell it a little bit. You only have to set it up for next week already. All you have to do is just be like, I'll be ready for next week. You, know, you don't have know to that. say he's medically cleared. Well, you know, but he it's a braggadocious thing you can say. Like, I'll be ready for next week. Yeah, but you can't leave you Finn know? potentially unprepared. Finn doesn't care. Finn didn't want a partner in the first. We're getting ahead of ourselves. It's like on prom night. <laughs> you don't go, I'll have a condom by then. You fucking make sure you have it. I'm just saying it, w it was weird to fucking say it. To be like, he's medically clear. Out of nowhere, you know. Uh, Scarlett and Karrion Krause are next. Uh, before we get into that, though, dinner time is with Malcolm Bivens. Uh, Bivens says he wants to present Tyler Rust to William Regal, and he's just waiting for his turn to talk to Regal. Out of William Regal's door comes Tyler Rust, <laughs> who apparently caught up with him earlier and said, hey, it's all good. We got the match. He says, I'm facing the thick boy, Bronson Reed, tonight. And Bivens looks pissed and says, it's not what I would have done, but hey, what's done <laughs> is done. That's not really where we were going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was clearly, it wasn't, hey, can I get a match with the Bronson Reed? It was like, hey, is Kona Reeves still here? 
Uh, so yeah, he says, uh, tonight we go straight to the top. Almost gimmick infringement. <laughs> Scarlet Smoke Show and Karrion Cross arrive. I was a bit worried about what, what Scarlet had around her head. It looked like she, it looked like she was playing a game with Jigsaw. Yes. And I'm like, I was like, I hope that's not pointy because like one, <laughs> she can't lay down with that. And two, like if Karen goes in for like a kiss or something like that, like he's getting one of those in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right in the ring, Ashanti the Adonis. Uh, Desmond Troy is ringside. And uh, yeah, these two, he's there because these two are in the okay. Dusty Classic. So last week, well, he's also there because last week or last time uh, Cross was out here, he beat the piss out of Desmond Troy, which mm-hmm. I believe was the second time he got his poo pushed in here because I think it happened once as um, Denzel Desjarnet and then once yes, as Desmond did, Troy. Yeah. And I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure the same thing is true of Tony Miles and Ashante Adonis. Oh, well, now we have to look it up. I think sure. one of his early squashes was Ashante, or Tahuti. Tahuti did a lot of squashes on NXT, though, so it's hard to tell. Tahuti. You know who his uh, next squash should be? Who's that? I had no idea whose song that was. <laughs> that was the point. I wanted to see how long it took you. It took me to that point. Uh, so, Karen Cross defeats Ashanti the Adonis. Karen Cross defeats Desmond Troy. Um, no, it was not. Okay. Uh, his squash matches to begin with was Leon Ruff, Liam Gray. Um, and then he beat Tommaso Ciampa. So... It's not on cage match. Yeah, weird. Yeah, but, um, you know, I mean, Scorpio Sky has a win that didn't get reported there yet either, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So so he's only had two matches as Desmond Troy, Karen Cross and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, how'd those go as for him? The, well, they both, he lost both of them, yeah. But I, what I, I think those, those they choices. went as well, about as well as all of his matches as Denzel Desjarnet. So good name yeah. change there, dude. Really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's never won. In NXT. <laughs> um, oh no, I'm sorry, he has just said like not on TV. Yeah. Because huh. uh, it's a bunch of live events. Um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing with that. Um, all right. Anyways, that whole thing so, took longer than this match did. It did. Yeah, that, that's what's sad about it. Because yeah, so here we go. Cross grabs the. And suplexes him, then rolls through and hits a Saito suplex. Cross hits another Saito, and Lady Blackruff checks okay. in him. Again, another one. Dick refuses to call it the Doomsday Saito. It's just a Saito now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cross hits an elbow to the back, and it leads to a delayed three count. So that's uh, his now, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the refs actually try to make sure their pins look good because she stopped and told him like, get your hand out from under him. Cause when he pinned him, he had his shoulder up. Yeah. He had his arm under his shoulder and the ref actually like told him, get your fucking arm out of there. And then she counted. So I was like, look at that. Like an, a ref that actually is making sure that shit looks good. Yeah. Not like fucking Darby Allen who lifts the guy's head 16 feet off the fucking ground <laughs> to pin him. 
Uh, after the after the win, Cross grabs Troy and puts him in the straitjacket, which, which I guess would be his secondary finisher. It's also apparently no longer the cross jacket, according to Vic, Joseph. Now it's the straitjacket, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Just nobody has any special names for their moves anymore. It's just the generic names. Yep. It's just to me, like, I, I know I harp on this a lot, but it's like being an announcer, being a play-by-play guy, I just can't imagine. Like, I find it so disrespectful to not know the names of the guy's signature moves. It just it bothers me. But anyway. Well, you know, I mean, if if they ever have Shawn Michaels worked on NXT, Dick Joseph will just be like, Shawn Michaels setting up for the kick. Well, no, the super kick is the name of the move. No, Sweet Chin Music is the name of the move. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's say super kick, but not kick, but that's what was throwing me off. Okay. Well, you know what you know what I'm saying now yeah. is that he would not call it the sweet shit music. No, not at all. No. We cut to MSK, the motherfucking smoking kids. Uh, Carter does a Borat impression to try to throw off all the other teams. Uh, West questions it at first, so then he's just like, "Yeah, I'll go with it." Uh, <laughs> this this is their NXT version of the Treehouse, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Just, just them, and I'm fine with it, man. Because I it was loved funny. it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Yeah, I actually uh, much, and, much, much preferred what they did at the start of this promo to what they did at the end of this promo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like bucking around some of that. Although, uh, well, here you go. Uh, Amber Poon says MSK is one of the best tag teams you have ever seen. She has never worked with them before, so I don't know why she said that. I don't know why they got her. Well, they might have worked in the Indies that. together before. No, I think I don't think so. She was working Amber- reality of wrestling down in Houston, so. She might have worked oh, with Xavier. She might have worked with one of them, yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, Wes says all the blood, sweat, and tears that they've done, and Carter says, oh, I'm about to get a tear. Just think about winning that cup. <laughs> so I like, I liked that, that they still ended it with a little bit of fucking cockiness. Uh, Carter got his, his fucking character over. Like, he got it across here. Yeah. And Wes, I don't think as much. But I understand it. Like it's a, it's a short little promo. So, they got plenty of time. So they were both wearing blue sweatshirts that said something that started with the letter N. I mean, mischievous or mysterious or I don't know. I didn't catch exactly what it said, but so I don't know if that's what the M in MSK stands for. But it was like they were matching blue hoodies with the same M word across the front. Okay. So I don't know. Um misunderstood there you go so i don't know if that's what the the m and msk stands for it it only struck me because they were both wearing the same yeah they definitely are yeah like it was merch Um, or something but it yeah but it only says misunderstood which is weird (laughs) i think it would have more so they're the misunderstood smoking kids Uh yeah yeah I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see what goes uh what we get from them later on. Um but yeah, so far I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, apparently they wore those sweatshirts as uh, um when they came out for their first match too. I just yeah. couldn't see it cuz all the fucking flashing green lights and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so the misunderstood smoking kids still still hype for them. <clears throat> and we get them next week when I won't be on, which makes me kind of sad. Feel free to join us, Troy. I might have to if I get if I get, keep keep getting to talk about the uh, mysterious the misunderstood smoking kids. Yeah, I might seems be like a pretty good card next week, but we'll get to it. Yeah, 
Mercedes and Tony say friendship means nothing. Tony says they should go. Tony says that Caden and Casey should go preheat their easy bake ovens and go work on their latest TikTok video. <laughs> uh, what Mercedes did to Eel is nothing compared to what they're going to do tonight. Enjoy the first round exit, girls. This was not good. I like the easy bake oven line, but otherwise, like eh. you start thing, you started off by saying friendship means nothing. It's like so you two hate each other. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> this promo like, was why? I don't. I don't know that we needed to have this be its own segment. I, don't, I felt yeah. like, especially felt like given the results later, this didn't need a promo. Yeah, and like. I feel like the they could have done one of those little you know uh, inbox promos during the entrance of these girls mm. or whatever like that you know yeah. and and do this exact thing and it's fine maybe uh, but do it then and not have it be like the focus of it because I, yeah this on a show that had too many promos this is one I could have done without it's on stand yeah there was a lot of promos and yeah, we'll get to that though uh, Imperium arrive and Lucha House Party are already in the ring the entrance isn't quite the same with the uh... The big X in the middle. You don't like the X in the middle? I don't mind it, but I used to love just like the black, the big white screen with just the black silhouettes and. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, um, I or or even just you know just Imperium written behind them. Yeah, it was know, there. Kind of, it's still there. It's just at the very top of the screen. It's, yeah, it's not behind them anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's above. You almost can't see it. Anymore. Also, also their trunks had far more shit in it. To, yeah, they this did time. colorful shit too. Yeah, which I was like, I'm like, that doesn't like if they had their names on their asses, which was different because normally just they just have Imperium trunks, and it's like I was like, it kind of it's kind of taken away a little bit because I I felt like they were kind of supposed to be. I think they've always had their names on the back. Oh, that they normally have Imperium written on the back of the trunks. I think it was a name. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the names. At least at some point they've seen their names on there. But to me, that always felt like more militant. That like they all all wore the same gear. Now it's like okay, well now we've got like a weird little like yellow badge on their hips. I mean, Walter doesn't wear that anyway, so that's true. Well, fuck that guy because apparently he's not part of the group anymore. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay versus faces off with Marcel. Because uh, yeah, it's the Lucha, still... Lucha house party. Lucha is their house opponents. party. We forgot to mention that. No, I said they were in the ring already. Did you? I, we were talking, yeah. but we went right to Imperium's tights. Well, because nobody cares about Lucha House Party. Oh, God. Uh, well, then you're really going to hate this episode of NXT. Well, point uh, uh, point proven because Wade calls him Grand Metal Dick, <laughs> and it's Lindsay Dorado starting off. And he's like, oh, I thought you were going to say Wade called since last week. I thought you were saying Wade actually called him Grand Metal Dick, and I'm like, I fucking missed it. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, no, but Wade tries to cover it by being like, they changed colors from last week. Did they change gear? Did they switch? Gear? And I was like, I'm like, dude, just I, let it go, man. Like, <laughs> I will say that the uh, if they were in Toronto, the gear that Lindsay had, Toronto Raptors theme, was pretty fly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're not, but yeah. Well, I mean, uh, technically, they're in Tampa. The, the Raptors are Tampa Bay now, so. It's true. Although they don't have those colors right now. No. Because Drake took over and was like, hey, I'm going to take like the, the coolest, like, purple and red and i'm gonna change it to black and gold i love that it got re, uh that the, the, we got reports that drake tore his acl as a civilian that's awesome not awesome for him obviously but just sort well of like, that guy's a fucking putz 
Martel flips Dorado and double underhooks him before turning it into an armbar. Dorado flips Martel over him, but Marcel drops him. Martel chokes out Dorado on the ropes. Uh, then Dorado gets up, gets a tag. Then Dorado runs him, and Metal Dick goes from the shoulders of Dorado with a splash for two. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that he walked out with it too. They don't always do that part. And he was facing—he was facing away, yeah. which was weird. It was like, how are you just gonna fucking walk backwards with a dude on your shoulders? <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. Like, we give Lucha House Party a lot of shit. Like, when their cool stuff lands, it looks really cool. Yeah, the problem is Metal Dick botches a lot. <laughs> more, so on, they, more on that later. Yeah, so that doesn't always look great. I mean, case in point, look at the fucking Santos Escobar. I'm just gonna drop my dick on your face. <laughs> did you go but, back? Yeah, like, and ca- did you go back and catch? The- oh no, that was Ginger. Never mind. Go ahead. What was that? I did that match with Ginger. I forgot. I got mixed up. Yeah, yeah. There was a spot in there that uh, Ginger missed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I went back and watched it because I like Lucha shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I saw Metal Dick drop his dick. <laughs> it's Sorry, Did you then see Escobar in the next sequence drop him right across the fucking coupling? Yep. <laughs> Come Fuck on, him. dude. Rissy time. Yep. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eichner takes in and goes right on the offensive. Metal Dick tries to fight back but gets caught with a backbreaker. Uh, Metal Dick hits a reverse sling blade, then takes in Dorado. Dorado topes, but Eichner catches him and then blasts him on the ring, uh, or on the side of the ring, and then drops him onto the floor. Eichner catching people is probably one of my favorite things about this day. (laughs) (laughs) He's very good at it. He is very good at it, and it's just like, it just, they just stop dead, which is the the best. There's no, like, recoil or anything like that. If the wrestling thing doesn't work out, he can definitely be one of the dudes in in a pyramid, cheerleader pyramid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bartel drops Metal Dick on his Metal Dick, which causes him to fall into a tree of woe. Both Imperial members drop kick him, and they stand tall as we go to break. That was that was good uh, awareness of when they were going to break. Yeah, the the fact that they they did their little fucking uh, Nazi salute before going and right into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> that would not be the title of the episode. Just so you know. Uh, I already tested it. We can get away with saying cunt. <laughs> uh, back from break, and Eichner is beating down Dorado. Bartel takes in and kicks Dorado right in the dick. <laughs> How is that not a DQ? I, look, I understand they're going to say that it was like a, a, a kick to like the thigh or whatever like that. He kicked him stro- square in the dick. Dude. Yours isn't metal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh... Dorado up on the top ropes, and he eats a kick from Bartel. A superplex attempt is blocked by Dorado, and he hits a double tornado DDT, which was kind of fucking cool. Yeah. He did, like, the spin, and then the spin. Yeah. In the sen- in. Uh, Eichner and Metal Dick take in. Metal Dick goes, does the flare bump in the corner, and then hits a tightrope Hurricane Rana. He hits a back moonsault for two. Uh, Metal Dick botches the reversal, and then... Eichner misses on the DDT at the top ropes. <laughs> so so Bartel catches him, but Metal doesn't turn all the way, so his leg gets stuck, and Bartel, yeah. while holding him, has to manually move his leg to the other side so he can yeah. lock him in the wheelbarrow. And then um, 
it causes Eichner to have to sit on the fucking turnbuckle and wait for this process to finish before he can yep. hit the DDT. And it, because of it, his timing was off and it wasn't very good. Yeah, and, and also because Metal Dick didn't actually go down with the DDT. Right. He stayed up a little bit. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, None of it was you never bad. go down on a Metal Dick. That's, the, that's I, I would figure your recent uh, dental issues would remind you of that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dorado breaks up the pin. Bartel chucks Metal Dick onto Eichner, but he gets free. Uh, tags in Dorado and hits him with an a, assisted sunset flip. Uh, Bartel chucks Dorado into Eichner, and Metal Dick lands on Bartel's shoulders, and they drop both of them to the mat at the same time. We get a near fall, which then leads to a spine buster and a PK. Fuck you, Dick. Uh, Sock, they set up kick. for... Yes, fuck off. <laughs> they set up for their finish, but Dorado reverses into a face plant. Then Dick Joseph says Bartel doesn't see Metal Dick, even though he has to wait around for Metal Dick to get into position to run at him. He literally looked over at him, mm-hmm. went, God damn it, and looked back straight. <laughs> <laughs> and then had to wait for him to fucking run it. I was like, I'm like, God damn it, fucking Metal Dick, come on. Um, I lost my place, sorry. Um, um, God damn it, where the, oh, there it is. Okay, uh, sorry. Uh, he gets launched into, or uh, he gets launched into Eichner, and Metal Dick hits an assisted backflip to the outside on Eichner as Bartel rolls up Dorado for two. Dorado gets a super kick, then hits a shooting star press, and Lucha fucking house party beat Imperium. You uh, you also clearly missed the Vic Joseph thing. What? I'm going to tell you this, knowing full well it's going to make you angry. But uh, right before the shooting star press, Lince Dorado's on the top, and Vic Joseph, and I should you not, this is actually in the commentary, says, Dorado looking for the perfect landing spot. Because Lince Dorado's a cat. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that was actually said on NXT. I guess I, I must not have made that connection at the time. I, I, but now that, you, now that you say it, I do remember it sounding weird and then just kind of like moving on with it. God, I hate that guy. I, I miss Morrow's pop culture references all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, yeah, right. Uh, so Lucha House Party will <laughs> face... The... Uh, my reaction, Dorado hits a shooting star press and Lucha House Party get the win. What the fuck? <laughs> so... It makes sense, considering the next round, then they'll face the Gutterdell Phantasm. So sure. You you do the the face versus heel, but I would have been fine with heel versus heel because Lucha fucking House Party cleanly beat the former tag team champions. But they're clearly building to something with what happened after. So afterwards, Alexander Wolf appears on the ramp, and Bartel and Eichner salute him. And then we cut away. So only Volta remains in NXT UK. Right. Which he's going to be coming soon because he's still going to have that match with Finn, right? That's what they keep talking about, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So why is Alexander Wolf here? No idea. Let's talk about that. No idea. I couldn't tell you. But he almost looked like Dad, and the kids were upset they disappointed him or something. It was weird. Yeah, but then they, I, I thought that maybe he was going to come out and like they were going to break up Imperium, but then they did the fucking salute to him, so it was like, oh, okay, so they're just like, 
Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Like, I, I don't know. So, it was weird. We'll see what happens. But yeah. <laughs> by the way, can I just tell you? I, how's your mother? By the way, can I just tell you, Lisa mentioned it on Twilight Magic this week, but most of the time, Total Bellas is on while I'm on my iPad, and I occasionally glare up and catch something. But the best thing I've ever seen on Total Total Bellas was Daniel Bryan going to Artem. Hey, how's your dick? Best yep. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just um, to hear Daniel Bryan say, hey, how's your dick? Right. Well, um, I also correctly assumed that you the, the way that you guys watch Total Bellas yeah. If you if you listen to that episode, yeah, that's what I, I, I just said mentioned that, actually. Yeah. Oh well, no. I just I just thought you were talking. I just I just I didn't realize you made that you remember that. Anyways, <clears throat> we do a weigh in for Fight Pit. Yeah, I have bullshit weigh in for Fight Pit. What the fuck? They were trying to give it that real MMA feel, like they had the people snapping photographs at the weigh in, and it was just they they were really going over the top to try to make this feel like an an MMA fight. But if this was the only time that we saw these two before Fight Pit, I would have been okay. But it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't need to see the ref explaining the rules to the guy who invented the match. <laughs> <laughs> he's just reminding him what he's how he's going to call it. Anyways, we're not there yet. Tommaso's 201 pounds. Should go for that Cruiserweight Championship, bro. Right. Uh, Timothy Thatcher weighs at a 225. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, now that you just said that, Santos and Tommaso is something I wouldn't mind seeing. Okay. Um, while that might be something you want to see, this is something you don't, because nobody fucking cares about how much they weigh. Also, Timothy Thatcher clearly weighed 225.4 pounds. Call it like it is, dude. Don't try to fucking round that shit down. No. <laughs> uh, Thatcher shoves Tommaso as he goes for the handshake, and we get a tail of the tape on Thatch and Champa. Yay. I was waiting for the boogs running. Dude, either use him or fire him. Right? Seriously. Like He's a great you, follow on Twitter though. You have Anthony Green right there. They should be in the fucking take team classic. Alright? Fair point. Gray and boogs. Boogs and gray. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Gray boogers. There you go. <laughs> Beth Phoenix intros the women's tag team classic. She runs down the many different women who have come through NXT. Although adding Alexa Bliss and Carmella in with all the former champions is a bit odd, considering they didn't do much in NXT. <laughs> I know they have done things since, but like... Well, it was, it was women who have come through NXT who accomplished great things. Oh, I get that. This was like... Two of these things, not like the other, in terms of NXT runs. Because eh, all the rest was like, Io Shirai, like, fucking Alexa, or not, uh, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. It was like, yeah, they all did really good in fucking NXT. Except for Carmelo, <laughs> who was a fucking hairdresser in NXT. Uh, but she was <clears> so, F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Dude, watching the, the, the 2018 Rumble, I was like, I was like, God, I missed this song. It, was, it is a good fucking type. Fucking she was tune. also fucking Cass. Yeah. Well, now she's fucking Corey. She's got a type. Due to C names. What do you think? Big Cass. Rate that dick! Hmm. I feel like there's an estrogen problem with that hair. I feel like he's... he's I feel like there's not much going on down there. <laughs> 
Although, if you ask her, Corey Graves apparently has a very pretty dick. So. Beautiful dick, she says. Yeah. Beautiful dick, yes, it's his. Anyways, um, but if if her if her experience was Cass, and you're saying Cass is, yeah, micro penis in it. Yeah, I just yeah, I know he's tall, but he's also gangly, and so I feel like he's, I feel like it's at least got to be thin, right? It's possible. Our first match is going to be Casey and Caden versus Tony and Mercedes. We have every all of the women up. Um, yes. Look, I'm all for doing a women's Dusty Classic. We already have to move the the men's Dusty Classic matches to 205 Live where nobody sees them. Could we maybe do this after the men's 205 Live so that they're not taking attention and focus away from each other? This seems yeah. like a really stupid time <clears throat> to do this. Also, you don't have tag team championships for the women. Well, you do. Those women's tag team championships can be defended across brands. They've been defended in NXT before. You don't have tag team championships for the women. <laughs> I look. So if you're going to tell me, so if you're going to tell me that uh, Raquel and Dakota win this thing, I could totally see them doing a match with Charlotte and Oscar. Yeah, I mean it would be nice. They those titles, much like the cruiserweight title, would be so much better served in NXT. I hate to say this, and and I know I'm going to get comments from other people, but. If you're trying to build Raquel, you put her in the ring for doing a face-to-face with Charlotte, that's good for her. Yeah. No, I'll get you. She's got the, she definitely has the uh, the intimidation factor, the size-wise. Mm-hmm. Not not chest-wise, but the, the rest of her, for sure. But that back, though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Fucking jizz across that. Just make a giant X. So I never thought I'd do, see Do you have a Reddit Kelly subscription of a back fetish site? Cause... I don't. But I'm sure there's one out there. Guarantee you she would be a big hit there. Mm-hmm. JBL must love her. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, all the women are up there. We see Priscilla Kelly up there with her red hair and red tampons. Um, <laughs> and uh, when they announce Casey and Caden, they do kind of shove everyone else aside to walk down there. Um, which I assume is why Brian Alvarez thinks they're turning heel. But it's it's just a fucking, it's just a cocky moment. That's all doesn't mean the turning heel. Like, you can't have Casey Cannizzaro as a heel. No. Also, they're going to face Raquel and Dakota in the second yeah. round. So, Right, exactly. He's an idiot. One person was like, I'm virtually turning heel. He's like, I'm fucking writing that story down because I got no original ideas in my brain. Fucking twat. And otherwise, I'd have to talk about all the fucking botches on AEW, so we're not going to talk about that. Caden and Tony start off. They tie up and they try to rip the shit out of each other. Hmm. Uh, Carter gets the upper hand, but Tony reverses back. They slap titties, and Carter handsprings over Storm. Storm drops her and gets a one count as Mercedes takes in. She hits a sidewalk slam and drops an elbow on Caden for two. Caden kicks... Yes? No, go ahead. Oh. Caden kicks her and leaps over her to take in Casey. They drop Mercedes and hit a double drop kick, followed by Casey hitting a springboard senton. Casey, by the way, rocking a tit window. Just want to get that out there. Uh, Without much to she, rock. You know, I mean, you work with what you got. She's got cute tits. Uh, gets dropped and placed into a chin lock. Martinez flings the bite-sized bitch to the mat. Uh, Mercedes suplexes Casey and turns it into a power slam. Hayden saves the match as we go to break. 
Are you already upset because... Uh... Just, look, look, honestly, I know you're going to go through the rest of the rundown. I have one note from this match, basically, <laughs> because this was honestly such a fucking heel-face, paint-by-numbers tag team match. Mm-hmm. Like, there was... I have... I, there was just nothing remarkable in this match for me. Save uh, for the, the <laughs> finish, save for the finish, yeah. and one other thing in the match that I noticed. The rest of it was just, if I was to draw out generic heel face tag team match, this is what I would do. This is um, pretty much every Enzo big cast match. Yeah, mostly. They, they did the same thing, yeah. where it was always like, you know, they beat the shit out of the little guy and yeah. also fire at the end. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back from break, and Tony is now one with Casey. Storm then takes a Mercedes and almost pie faces her. <laughs> she sort of missed the slap a little bit there. Uh, Storm drops her beautiful ass right in the face of Casey. Lucky bitch. Uh, Martinez tries to superplex Casey, but she fights back. Look. Casey Catanzaro should not be able to overpower Mercedes Martinez. Nope. <laughs> but she does here. Mm. If you... I would have been fine if instead of doing the little like oh, half lifter up bicycle thing, she just punched her a couple of times because at least that's believable. Her being able to like by fucking force like force of power put herself back down, it's like it's not believable, dude. Nope. Uh, Mercedes picks up uh, picks her up on her shoulders, but Casey Frankensteiner's her. Uh, yes, I will refer to that Rana as a Frankensteiner, because that's what I grew up, up knowing it as. Uh, <laughs> Casey trips, but recovers and takes in Carter. Caden goes House of Fire on Storm Martinez. She leaps over Mercedes, or she leaps over Tony uh, to hit Mercedes and then splashes Tony. Carter hits a kick in the face and hits a single kick uh, to the side ropes. Uh, that's being a fan of stardom, that's in almost every stardom match. That like them laying on the side ropes and running and doing like the the one kick thing. Yeah. That is a like that is a Japanese one. That's really, um, which I was I was happy seeing it because it, it, obviously Tony's always, influence from stardom. Yeah, yeah. It was weird that it was Caden, but you feel like yeah, like Tony was like, hey, here's a spot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caden rolls up Storm for a two, then hits a springboard drop kick before Mercedes breaks it up. Casey hits a corkscrew tope to the outside on Martinez. Like, we we know who the Shawn Michaels of this duo is. <laughs> Storm who, who knew Kate. you could get talent through your fingers? <clears throat> I know, right? Like, Casey's. That's another thing, too, is, like, Caden Carter is an independent worker who got signed to NXT. Casey Catanzaro is a fucking American ninja, or, like, she was a game show contestant mm-hmm. that they signed and trained. And she's this fucking good, dude. Like, she's not the greatest or anything of that. She's not, like, an AEW female, which they love every single person in there. But the that, just that corkscrew tope was just like, holy shit. Like, oh, but more later. Like, yeah, but more later. Because <laughs> she tops it, and I didn't think she could. I was like, well, we'll talk about it. Well, we'll get there. Storm headbutts Caden and goes for a German, but Caden fights it off. Storm goes for the single leg crab and steps on her back. I that's, thought that was that wasn't that's a good one. Yeah, that's the other note I have because I don't recall seeing that before. Where you've got the half crab on. I've seen the knee to the back. I've never seen yeah. a full on step on her back. I actually like that. Mm-hmm. 
Then, Io Shirai arrives and drops Martinez onto the announce table, which, of course, doesn't break. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's Storm a problem they run into with the women a lot, I feel like, though, that the tables don't break when they're supposed to. I mean, it's easy when you drop 250 right. pounds onto yeah. a table for it to break. It's not so much when you're dropping 120, maybe, for Martinez. Some, yeah. Uh, Storm gets distracted and Caden trips her. She sets she sets Storm up in a cloverleaf, takes in Casey, slams Tony onto her back, or sorry, onto her front. So then her back is up. Casey goes up so, top. So and she hits, she put her face down, ass up. Yes, that's the way you would like to fuck. Uh, Casey <laughs> goes Tony? up top and yeah, mm-hmm. and hits a twisting corkscrew 450 centon, which apparently is called holy hell. If you ask Dick. <laughs> um, now, this was a, a cool-looking move. There's no way this is what that was supposed to be. Casey landed at, uh, with her ass onto Storm. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, because this, ta- this is what really fucking blew my mind. She landed with her ass on the small of Tony's back. You are mm-hmm. asking for an injury here. You yes. are really high. I don't care how much Casey weighs, and I understand she's a smaller girl, but that yeah. kind of force and velocity coming down with that kind of speed right on the exposed small of someone's back, not a fucking smart idea. This can't possibly be what this move was supposed to be. She must have over-rotated. She might, like, there must have been something off here. This can't possibly be what the finisher is. Because even I, if she was flipped over on her front, you're breaking ribs. Yeah, that was the thing. Was One, it was weird that that you did it to someone's back. And two, it, I was, I'm like, this is, it's, she's supposed to be doing the red arrow, right? Which is a splash. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt like it was supposed to be, was it was a fucking red arrow. And instead, it turned into a set time. It felt even almost like was... a phoenix splash crossed with a double moon. It was, it was yeah. fucking crazy. Again, it was cool looking, but for sure, the, when she landed, I was like, eh, it, that didn't look like she expected to land there. Nope. <laughs> you know? Tony so, seemed to be I okay mean, later, fortunately, but... Yeah. You but were asking sure... for a serious back injury right there. Right. Uh, if Ginger anyway. were here, he would sum that move up in one word. Good rest. Yeah. Uh, Casey rolls the storm over and pins her for the three and the win. Also, from a realism standpoint, if it's Casey's ass versus Tony's ass, Casey's not yeah. winning that ass match. No, man. Like Casey would have bounced back up into the air right? off that ass. Like you can you can bounce a quarter off that ass. You can definitely bounce a bounce a fucking quarter midget off that ass. Uh, <laughs> Casey and Caden will face either Aaliyah and Jesse or Dakota and Raquel. So it's Dakota and Raquel. <laughs> well, I would say that, but after tonight, I have no idea who's fucking winning these matches right. anymore. Because <laughs> I didn't. I made a joke last week saying that Casey and Caden were just there, just cannon fodder, and apparently, no, they're not. I do like when they surprise us every now and then. Yeah, because nothing. It, it helps them, and Mercedes and Tony don't really gain anything from making it far in this tournament. Well, that know. said, the two women you're you're setting up both, apparently, to feud with your women's champion just lost in the first round. I'm not sure that's a great look either, but... Well, the the guy who's the North American champion lost in the first round, too, fair, so... Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so that means they're not um, going to have a couple cups. No, they're not. No, they're not going to have a couple cups. And we'll see what happens uh, in that match, because that is another one where I could see them turning around and having them lose... I don't think they will, 
but it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. All right. Uh, Finn Beller is walking in the back with dinner time, and she asks where he's going, and he says, take a while, fucking guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes right into William Regal's I was like, oh, that's right. Finn is still kind of a tweener. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so Finn goes into Regal's office. And he kind says, of a dick to Mackenzie there. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a dick thing. Like, take a wild guess. Like, all right, well. You know how, like, sometimes when the dudes will be extra shitty to the hot chick so that their wife doesn't get pissed at him? Right. <laughs> there you go. Although Ballard's wife's pretty hot. She probably has nothing to worry about. No, she doesn't. And plus, we know Mackenzie's with Dick Joseph, so. Although Dick oh, Joseph dude, should probably be worried. She would fucking <laughs> leave Joseph in a fucking second for Ballard. Dude, all you have to know is, all you have to do is look at when he walks away and look at the look on her face. Yep. And she's just like, well, I gotta get new panties now. Clean up on aisle me. Uh, Finn wants to face Danny and Oni first to chop off the arms before he goes to the head. So I guess Pat is the dick in this situation? Or what? Like, do they just forget he exists? <laughs> I thought Pat was the head. He's not there, he's though. The brain. But, uh, yeah, but like, he's part of this gang, right? Right? Uh... Regal tells Finn he needs so to So basically, he wants a partner. handy before he gets head. Yes. Uh, so Finn <laughs> needs to find a tag team partner if he wants to take on Blorkin because Regal will not let him face both of them at once. Finn just stares him down before he fucks off. All right. I wonder. I wonder who that partner is going to be, Troy. Yeah. I but, mean, we knew. I tell you what. <laughs> when he left that office, I had no idea where this was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. By the way, you see Valor's new shirt on WWE. It's it's fucking awful. Oh, he normally has such good gear. Yeah, no, this one's awful. Did he design it? I have no idea. I, I have no idea who I, designed it, but whoever designed it. I like the guy, but if you've ever seen his peak uh, gear, it's not great. Um, hold on, now i got to find him. Finn Valor. Oh, that's the shirt? Yes. I didn't see the front. I only saw the back. Yeah, not good. Oh, my God. So if, uh, for those of you wondering, so I only saw the back of it. The shirt <laughs> is, of course, it's it's red and white, right? So I will read for you for you exactly how I read it when, it first, when, I, when I first saw this shirt. This everyone business watches, watches Mimi. <laughs> Go to WBShop.com, look for Finn Balor's Everyone Watches Me shirt. What you're supposed to do is read by colors. Is read by colors. So that would be, this business watches me, everyone watches me. But I read like a normal person, which is, you read the words as they go down the, down the fucking page, which is, this everyone business also, watches, watches me, me. Also, the line that that's based off of was... Everyone watches this business. This business watches me, which is right. a much better way to say that. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just saying the same thing twice. Yeah, pretty much. Because the business would be involved with everyone who watches you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. Again, no, like I said, I and I the design the isn't even good. It. It's not like the words just. No. It's just bad design. Like this is one of the worst shirts I've seen in a while from WWE. It's it's weird too because it's reversed normally. Yeah. Normally they have the fucking big 
saying in front, and then like they'll design it back, and mm-hmm. this one is a big X in front, and then which again is like at least put the little triangle around it so you know it's a Finn Balor shirt, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just a big red X. Yeah. So, yeah, it's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, like Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Slater had that shirt that was the fucking I Got Kid shirt, but it didn't say his name anywhere on it, so you didn't know it was his gear. Like, if you look at that shirt, you don't know that's Finn Balor's gear. Right? It doesn't say it anywhere on there. It doesn't say his name. It doesn't have his logo or anything like that. It's got a red X, which is, like, part of his logo, right. but not the entirety of it. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, not a good Christ. design. No. Uh, Bronson Reed walks out and is stopped by some black dude in a suit. It's Swerve Scott. I thought that was a great look for Swerve, honestly. <laughs> I thought he well, here's like the a thing. badass. Yeah, here's the thing. He says something to Bronson Reed that we can't hear. Reed gets annoyed by this, and they separate. He gets so annoyed that the little dinosaur on his shoulder goes... And Speaking so of like, bad fashion looks, that jacket is awful. We're not even there yet, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you talk, it's on TV while, during the segment well, you're talking about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not there, because I, okay. I have the, the, the iguana thing when he actually comes okay. up. I didn't realize, I didn't notice it at first. Because again, this is one of those, like, we're just going to break things. So I didn't expect anything to happen. I didn't expect all of a sudden that, like, there was a conversation that happened. We didn't hear it, but yeah. We come back from break, and Tommaso Ciampa is getting advice from the ref. Again, I don't need that. Mackenzie gives us some breaking news. She says, sort of. uh, Ashanti is hurt, and he's going to be replaced in the Dusty Classic. And before she can say anything, Casey and Caden run in, uh, are excited about their victory, they get all, like, they're fucking cheering some of that. They walk away, and Mackenzie's like, back to you guys. It's like, no, no, not back to us. So, so much like the Triple H announcement on SmackDown a couple yeah. weeks ago, or Raw a couple weeks like, ago, we still have no idea what Mackenzie was going to say. Who's teaming up with Desmond Troy? Like, come on, dude. Is like, somebody teaming up with Desmond Troy, or is that whole team just eliminated we're replacing it with a new team? So fucking weird. Who's the, who like, are they facing? Um, I'd have to bring up the fucking things, but... I don't remember. Uh, Rhodes, take team classic. Um, I gotta find the right one now. It is. Oh, that's Forgotten Sons. That's something else. Jesus Christ! I, I think you're looking at the wrong year. Forgotten Sons are in there. I know. Okay, here it is. Um, it is uh, Tony Nese and Arya Davari. Okay, so that that's definitely a team. If you wanted to have a new debuting team or somebody teaming up for the first big stars, teaming it out to a spot where you could put them in and have them go over. And the winner of that faces the Undisputed Era. So, so it makes sense to have a bigger match for Undisputed Era in a second. Right, exactly. So, but we'll get there <clears throat> because, like Imperium, somehow get yeah. their way back in. Yeah, right. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Bivens and Tyler Rust arrive. Bronson Reed arrives next with an iguana around his neck. I think it's supposed to be a mini Godzilla. It's supposed to be. It looks like an iguana. Yeah. Because it's laying it's down. Not it's not Godzilla stands up. Yeah. Um, like, Godzilla doesn't walk around on all fours. Yeah, no, it's not good. So it's then like, Dick takes... It's like if Vince McMahon got a hold of this guy and said, I want him to be like Godzilla. In fact, put a fucking Godzilla on him. So is is he 
Is he Godzilla now? Is well, he they, no they, longer the Colossus? They've called him Ozzilla on the show before because he's Aussie. Yeah. Like he was Thick Boy, now, then he was fucking Colossal, now he's Ozzilla. Anyways. No, he's still Dick Colossal. Dick. Oh, yeah, I guess. Dick takes us back to what we saw before the break, but this time now we can get to hear it. So we got to watch this segment twice. Sorb says, don't get in my business again. Good luck out there. That was it. Yeah. Why we couldn't have done that before the break and not wasted our time to watch it I think it, it was just an error. I think it was an audio error. It seemed that way. Yeah. Match starts and Rust kicks Reed and then they tie up, but Reed shoves Rust off. Reed grabs the... <laughs> <laughs> so he shook the Rust off? <laughs> yes. Uh, Reed grabs the hand of Rust and hurts him. Rust ducks a clothesline, but can't get out of the so way of his shoulder tackle. It's it's difficult, man. Like the guy's last name is Rust. There's going to be a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rust back in, and he eats a boot from Bronson. Uh, then it gets a uh, stomach buster. Stomach buster. Uh, stomach buster. Yeah. Then he hits a or Bronson hits a reverse sack of shit, and uh, Bivens tells Rust to outsmart him. Which means hit him with a rusty trombone. Yep. Rust drapes the arm over the over the ropes, and then he hits a a sub a. a it's not a flatliner, but what is, what is that? When they grab the arm like that and just drop them forward like that. It's usually is there a, a name for that? A, a arm DDT. Arm DDT. Okay. I I wouldn't know because our announcers don't. Ever Single arm matches. DDT. There you go. Uh, we cut to the back to see you and Tony fighting each other. So fuck this match. Also, uh, fuck Mercedes and EO, which we just built in the midst of that last tag team match. Yep. So who the fuck is EO feuding with right now? Apparently everybody. Triple threat, I guess. Yep. And of course, Raquel challenged her too, didn't she? Yep, she did. So. She said, I'm coming for you next. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, maybe we'll do like an Elimination Chamber or something like that. Maybe Kona Reeves can get in there. Yeah, there you go. Fuck it. Uh, back in the ring and Russ's. Rust is working the arm over Reed. Uh, then Reed punches Rust in the tit. Uh, then decks Rust down. Reed drops Rust with a choke slam or two. Reed then goes up top and Rust pump kicks him. He Simone drops Reed up the top rope, but Reed kicks out. We get a senton from Reed, which puts Rust on the mat, and Reed goes up to the top for the tsunami splash and the win. And Bivens is unhappy. This match sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a Bronson Reed guy. Like, look, I'm happy Tyler Rust is getting a little run here in NXT, but there's nothing about Tyler Rust that makes him stand out. He looks like generic wrestler number five. There's looks, nothing about there's nothing about Kurt Stalin that that, that we'll get to that the same thing. We yeah. will get to that in a, in a couple <laughs> minutes. But um, Tyler Rust reminds me a lot of like Alex Reynolds in AEW. That's yeah. that's the comparison I keep coming up with. Good 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 body, you know, got the hair. The face just throws you off. Like he doesn't have a, the face of a star. And added to that, he does everything well, but does nothing in a way that stands out. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, was it Lucky Cannon? Who was that? Like lanky guy. Um, in NXT. In, like, the- yeah, and like the first season of NXT. Oh, yeah, Lucky Cannon. Lucky Cannon, yeah. He reminds me a lot of Lucky Cannon. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, like, 
you're you're okay, but you're okay, you know. Yeah, but the the Alex Reynolds works well too part two where it's like, yeah, if you were in a tag team with somebody, they'd they'd be the better guy. <laughs> yeah, you just or just... or or if the new day thing doesn't work out, he could team with Xavier Woods and be Rusty Trombone. There you go. All right, we got it back. We brought it back around. <laughs> Which is the primary function of a rusty trombone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dinner time has again caught up with Finn Balor. I guess she's just chasing him around at this point. Uh, And she asks him who his partner will be. How many interviews is this at this point? It's like five, right? We didn't. We definitely didn't need this one. All right, you do this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tabulate. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. So Finn says there are a lot of people here that owe him a favor, and it's time to have a little chat. Uh, then we cut away, because again, there was no point in that. Uh, we get Thatcher being shown getting the rules of the match he invented and explained to him. So I'm not counting just, I'm counting all backstage segments that we got, whether they're interviews okay. or something else. Yeah. Okay. So, keep going. Carry the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn Beller walks into the Undisputed Era locker room, and Finn says he's looking for his payback. Finn tells Kyle he knows why he's here. Is he in? Or are you still drinking your meals through a straw? And Roddy gets upset. And they've got to calm him down. Kyle says, yeah, I'm in. So Finn and Kyle will take on Oni and... I put Oni, I put Oni and Lorcan. Oni and Birch <laughs> next week. So by my count, this was the eighth backstage segment on this show. Now, seventh, if you count the read one once, I counted it twice because we did technically cut away from the show to go to it twice. Eight times they've gone back. And you you counted this little thing as three, right? I counted it as one. You could add more to it if you wanted to. Oh, but it's dinner time with Finn. But it's one continuous segment. That's why I sort of. But they cut away to Thatcher. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair. So I would say that splits it up. I'd say it's dinner time with Finn, Thatcher, then then 11. Yeah. Either way, not good. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. This is not what NXT used to be. No, man. Like we we definitely could have had another match, or or had another match go longer. Like give Rust and, and Reed no, more time. They to did not something. need any more time. <laughs> they needed honestly. They needed to not be on the show. Right. Uh, well, and technically, what we get next is not a match either, because Santos Escobar comes here out, uh, but we cannot hear him over his jacket. Uh, Santos says he is the champion of champions and a champion of champions doesn't need to overcome a curse like Johnny Gargano he doesn't have a glass jaw like Finn Balor and of course unlike Karrion Cross, who couldn't even make it to his first title defense Escobar continues to win he is the longest reigning champion in NXT he's not wrong yeah that was unless you count Jordan Devlin which is probably where we're going with this Oh, we're definitely going with it because yeah, Escobar says I've beaten everyone that has, has come up to challenge me, and um, but Devlin's outcomes, a heel. It doesn't matter. Um, it's still going to be a fun match. That's all. Oh, I'm sure, but they they're pretty clearly. Do we qualify Jordan Devlin as a piece of shit at this point, or do we assume um, that was a false I, accusation? I would say alleged piece of shit. Okay, um, so you got an alleged piece of shit in Jordan Devlin. And you got a guy nobody likes in Santos Escobar. They don't usually do that because you got to have somebody you want to see win the match. Yeah, and that's what worries me because of what we have coming up here. Yeah. 
Uh, Grand Metal Dick and Lindsay Dorado walk out. Uh, oh no, sorry, not 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 yet. Sorry, we, I I missed that he says Wild and Mendoza are one step closer to joining him as champion of champions. Yeah. Uh, then Lindsay and Grand Metal Dick Grand come out and they attack Legado del Fantasma, but they get beaten down. And then Kurt Stallion arrives to even the odds. And you know, you know what's a really good way to uh, to to put over your guy is as soon as he shows up, go, who's that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's the reaction because like, Kurt Stallion is generic as fuck. Yeah, man. Like it took me a second too. Yeah, oh, for and sure. Like, and I, I I watched Two Five Live. I watched this guy work, and it took me to be like, is this some new guy? And not for nothing. And maybe they're going to get there at some point, but you have this guy walk in to the performance center at the same time as AG does, yeah. and you go, Stallion's the guy we're going to put in this spot. It's not It's not only just AG. It's like Josh Briggs. This well, Josh Briggs ain't going for the, light, the Cruiserweight Championship. So. Well, yeah, but like now you just signed Anthony Henry, who's far more impressive looking specimen this guy is like yeah man and to if i was going to choose somebody to team up with the lucha house party it'd be ag because mm. he can he can do their kind of fucking goofy shit and he's like wild kurt, he's got wild colorful gear like he matches with them yeah better, yeah. yeah kurt stanley is going to come out there in black trunks <laughs> and that's God damn, pal, you can make money doing black trunks yeah, just, yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I, I, I guess I'm kind of happy to know that I'm not the only one who doesn't see it. But like, I don't see it. I don't. I, I've, I've heard it, him do a couple of interviews, you know, or a couple of, couple of segments on the mic, and just, just didn't feel anything. I've watched him in the ring. He's talented, but he, he doesn't do anything special, you know. Ag when he gets in there, he does spe- does some things that look special. You remember you know? his performance? Yeah, exactly. Like I remember his fucking, uh, you know, uh, some of the moves he does in his match, stuff like that. And like, like, dude, I even fucking remember Ag the fucking zombie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, Kurt Stalin. If you if you took him and uh, 2010 Heath Slater. And <laughs> put them next to each other. I couldn't tell the difference between the two of them. And like, yeah, man, he's just he he feels a bit like when Daniel Bryan first uh, was in WWE, when he had like the fucking generic clean shaven, yep. the very generic look to him. Yeah, and it was like, dragon. yeah, yeah. Thankfully, he was able to show it in the ring. But like Stallion. But at the top, but that was the thing too. Is like if if that Daniel Bryan showed up today, he'd be lost. True. Because everything he does in the ring, everyone else does. You know. Yeah, but he sort of ushered that that generation of like, it's okay to be, um, a smaller guy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If if that guy came in in 2021, he'd be lost. The fact that he came in when he did, when the, when everyone on the main roster wasn't doing that stuff. That's what made Daniel Bryan stick around, and then he eventually became what he is. Yeah, Curtis Stallion does everything that everyone else does, and he doesn't do anything extra, you know? And he doesn't have impactful words, he doesn't have, you know, he just, to me, he doesn't have anything that, that sets He's very, like, Mason Ryan-esque, where it's just like, yeah, he's there, but, eh. Like, if he was gone, I wouldn't miss him. 
So I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll develop into something more, but right now it's just like, eh. You're going to have him try to go on the mic against Santos Escobar. Like, no, it's not going to work, dude. Yeah, it's... Uh, no. Yeah. I don't get it. Killing Dane and Drake... Yeah. Killing Dane and Drake Maverick are with dinner time. For segment Drake number says, 12 backstage. Yep. Drake says last year started pretty shitty for him, but this year he is coming in with a best friend and a tag team partner. Uh, they're going to win the Dusty Cup and then win the tag team titles. Dane slaps him on the back and says that was pretty good and walks away. But you missed it, because Maverick said, I still don't have your phone number, because funny. Lulz. But that joke didn't make sense, because Dane said, I'll see you next week. It wasn't, he didn't say, like, call me or talk to you later or anything like that. He literally said, I'll see you next week, so just, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't land for me. Terrible ring announcer welcomes us to the fight pit. (laughs) I I think she did a great job with the fight. Welcome. To fight pit. Well, she, because she was actually trying. Normally, she's fucking god awful. My question was, holy shit, you set that up really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But before we get to that, we have another backstage segment. (laughs) Why welcome us to fight pit and then be like, hold on a second, (laughs) because dinner time was with Kurt and Lucha House Party. And Santos and the God of Del Kitty Cats walk up, and Santos challenges Kurt to a cruiserweight title next week. It's about next week. Like, I'm sorry, what? Why? <laughs> Why would Santos just be like, you disrespected me. You want a title shot? <laughs> like, it's just so fucking weird. And why was this here? Instead of having the fucking Killian Dayton Drake Maverick thing, you could have had this, then go to the ring announcer, and then go to the fight pit. Do not go to fight pit, and then be like, I know you're hard and ready to come. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta just go go take care of this email really quick. Uh, so, we go back to fight pit. And Champa walks up uh, around the scaffolding and goes right after Thatcher. Ciampa tries to throw him outside of the fight pit, which I thought was interesting, considering the match has to end inside of the fight pit. But he was apparently trying to murder him. (laughs) Uh, Thatcher pushes pushes Ciampa back and continues to uppercut him. Thatcher then suplexes Ciampa onto the... I kept calling it scaffolding, but I don't... I don't know if there's a better word for it than that. It's It's, it's a little... little, Yeah, it's a little catwalk above the ring, essentially what it is. It's top of the... the fight pit yeah um thatcher starts trying to drag champa over the uh over the edge of it but champa breaks free and kicks thatcher in the mouth which made no logical sense since the match can only end inside the pit so if you dump the fucker over the top you can't win that's yeah it was they were trying on commentary too they're just like i don't know what champa was thinking right there it's like he's clearly not like uh champa Guillotine's Thatcher under the ladder. Uh, then we go to break. And because I watch this on USA Network, I don't get box and box and box and box. So when we came back from break, they were in the fight pit. Yeah. And I was like, how'd they get down there? <laughs> so apparently at some 
apparently at some point in time they got down, which I was curious how they were going to do that. I thought we were going to get like a big spot or something like that. And instead of come back, it's like, oh, they're just in there now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite you... part of this whole thing was fucking Vic on uh, more than one occasion trying to convince us like, well, that's not the standard mat that they're on. It's a harder one. And it's like, no, no, we, we can see the ring post, Vic. We know this is just the ring without the ropes. Yeah, you just took the ropes off. <laughs> like, it's the same mat. It's not any harder. It's not a different, oh. like, fuck, don't... Man, don't treat us like we're stupid. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Thatcher gets sent into the cage. Uh, they start accounts, but Thatcher gets back up. Uh, Chapa goes for the fairy tale ending, but Thatcher sends him into the cage. <laughs> Thatcher tries to break Champa's hand in the corner of the cage because uh, there, there are little gaps in the corners. Where the posts are. Um, where the posts are, yeah. And so he tried to stick his hand into it and like bend it back. I don't know. It, I don't think it worked like it, it, it should have worked. It, it, just, it just didn't do it for I me. I think he couldn't see like, it, so I think he was sort of wedging it between yeah. the cage and the post and then pulling back, but I don't think he could, because the posts are black, they really didn't stand out, and I think he couldn't yeah. see what he was doing. Yeah, that was my issue. Was I'm like, I was like, I was, I was spending too much time trying to figure out what he was trying to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Dick almost says, these two men want to beat the shit out of each other, but he does <laughs> catch himself beforehand. Uh, Thatcher puts on a bar. Tr- oh, instead. <laughs> I assume he does that when he comes, right? I would just think like, so, yeah. Oh, oh, dinner time. Oh, dinner time. Oh, dinner time. Uh, Thatcher gets the full mount uh, and bends back the fingers, and then he breaks Chapa's hand. Chapa gets a single leg crab, uh, but then just kicks Thatcher in the leg. I don't, I don't get it, but all right. Uh, Thatcher gets in a sleeper hold, so Chapa kicks Thatcher in the dick. <laughs> Which apparently is 100% legal. <laughs> and fight pit. Yep, fight pit. You can kick him in a dick. Bite him. Bite that dick. <sighs> Give him the old dick twist. Uh, Thatcher tries to climb over the back of the ref, so Champa grabs him and widows bells him off the ref. Fantastic back. spot. I loved it. I. It and it could have looked really bad. Because because you you're asking a referee to like bend down, but they the ref did such a good thing of being like trying to get off. off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he could have just sat. Right. And, but yeah, it was great. That's what they would have done in AEW. But oh yeah, it would have. Uh, Thatcher gets back up and they trade blows. Champa drives Thatcher's head into the cage and then hits the fairy tale ending. I thought for a second. That it looked like Thatcher was bleeding, but he just is is like Brock Lesnar red. Yeah. So, but I was like, I'm like, oh, did he fucking cut him open? I was like, okay, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, he locks in a sleeper hold, but even though Dick says there is nothing Thatcher can do to get out of it, he rolls out of it and sends <laughs> Chopper into the cage. Uh, Chopper tries to get out and gets placed up high through the cage. But then Thatcher puts him in a stretch muffler and Chopper taps. So, yeah, Champa's foot, the story here is Champa's foot got caught, and because of that, he was completely vulnerable, and that stretch muffler looked stiff as shit, too. Like, it was, it looked unpleasant. I was, I was happy that they did say it was his surgically repaired knee, so yeah. it's like, it makes it, it makes it even more impactful. It's just like, yeah, he needs to tap, otherwise, like, he's right. going to be out again. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Thatcher and Ciampa share a moment in the ring together as we go off the air. Um, so thoughts on the fight bit before we get to the little part that happens on Twitter later. I'd love to give you my thoughts, but the first rule of fight pit is we don't talk about fight pit. That's true. That's very true. So, uh, no, I, I look. I love this match. The first time we saw it, I enjoyed it here. I love the presentation and the way they go about trying to do things. Um, I love the look of like them walking into the pit, very similar to UFC. I like how they put. They didn't do that the first time. I don't think they put the stairs there and they had to like enter in. And um, I really, I, I just love the whole presentation of it. Um, is it a little limiting? Yes. Are there things that they can't do? Sure. I think they find very creative ways to do it. Um, I think the Riddle one was better, um, but I think this was good. I enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I always look for something that's visually different and interesting, and Fight Pit always yeah. is. And I like the narrative that Thatcher is undefeated in Fight Pit, and we can keep going back to this for Thatcher programs. Because mm-hmm. outside of these matches, like we've said it before, I find Thatcher pretty boring. But when he gets yeah. in here and you tell me he's it's a Fight Pit match, I'm all in on a Thatcher match. So, so I'm here for it. I liked it. I felt it needed five more minutes. Which they could have got by not having Bronson Reed and Tyler Rust waste our time. Right, that's or what I'm cut saying. half of the backstage interviews. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, we missed a portion of it, too, because right. we were in break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed like it was, it, it, it just, it, it felt a little fast. Yeah, it and felt it, like they maybe like ran they... out of time and they had to condense it. Yeah, like something else like on the were... show ran long, like, like, hey, maybe we didn't need to air the Bronson Reed Swerve Scott thing twice. That added yeah, extra exactly. time to our show that was already timed out. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you felt like they were building towards something, and I felt, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, it was Tampa's a sudden end. Yeah, it yeah. was a sudden finish. Which but, I mean, if you are, if you are going for UFC right. realism, they're normally very sudden exactly. finishes, which I sort of like as a subtle. I Loki yeah. enjoyed that part of it, but yeah. yeah. So I, I was interested then on like what this means for Champa because obviously this was like you know can Champa still do it and and he couldn't. So then we got some news on Twitter. Oh, I missed this. So, Just announced, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa are tag teaming up, and they are taking the spot in the Dusty Cup. So fuck Desmond Troy, I guess. Oh, okay. So that that was what the them sharing that moment in the ring afterwards was. Uh, yeah. It was announced on Twitter by William Regal that Thatcher and Ciampa are facing off against... Uh, Tony Nese. Champa might want to talk to Matt Riddle before he teams up with Thatcher. Just saying. <laughs> no shit, dude. I want to make a call to the bro. I think we've had this, this like, hey, we're going to throw you guys together and fill in a spot thing before with Thatcher. It didn't work out well. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that'll, that'll be interesting to see. I, I, um, so, here's the thing, Jason. Yes. This is a tag team of two guys. Yes. They don't. They don't like each other. That's fucking. That's breaking <laughs> the ground here. Yeah. So that that's happening. But they now respect each other. Yes. Yes. This is this is the bar three four point Right. All right. If there is any match. That you would like to go back and or tell people to go back and watch, what would it be? Um, 
I would say, honestly, I would say Fight Pit, uh, because it's visually different. It's something you don't see very often and, uh, feels special, feels important, and it built to something, obviously. So, uh, there was the other matches on the show, well, there were good spots and good moments. It was just all of them had some, like, moments in them that yeah. this one didn't seem to have. Yeah. You know, the, the first tag match. You know, what about a contender? But then Austin Theory just couldn't figure out how to wrestle. Right, yeah. Um, obviously, the squash match we're not going to talk about. If you want to see Tony the, Storm almost get crippled, you can watch the women's tag match. There is that. Like, at least watch that last move. It's all over Twitter. Because uh, that was something else. I mean, it, it was impressive. Yeah. But, again, it was kind of spooky. It was spooky scary. So, um, also, like, you know, go watch Scarlet Bordeaux's entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, to watch a match. Uh, Go watch Kurt Stallion so you'll know who he is for next week. I mean, you'll probably forget who he is by next (laughs) week, but that's okay. Um, So, yeah, I I would say do Fight Pit for sure. Go back and watch that. Oh, wait a second. They had to call up Matt Riddle before Kurt Stallion came in because then Riddle couldn't call himself the Stallion anymore. Well, also because everyone would be like, Kurt Stallion is Wish.com Matt Riddle. So... Not, maybe not even that. Maybe he's an Alibaba. <laughs> Man in the middle. Um, so I think uh, I think that's going to do it for us. That should do it for us at this point. Is that Alibaba reference at any time at home? <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and send some. Uh, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Bye-bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>